Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. Last week went up late because I was really busy working out of the office and didn't have time in the day to put it together. Sometimes it takes time. Fortunately, it was an easy episode to edit. Didn't really need any cleanup, and I ended up by four, which is it's not ideal. You have a little bit to edit on this one because I, I slipped up and might have cost us a good listener. Yeah, you said someone's last name. You also insulted a new listener. That wasn't an insult so much as it was a, a investigative query. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave it in. <laughs> He's got, we have 58 shows until he catches up. <laughs> Assuming he starts from the beginning. You told him to. That's Well, yeah, but you never know. Like, And truthfully, I went back and listened to one and two, and it's like, there's some funny stuff, certainly some funny stuff in two. I was laughing today, but you can hear our... Uh, uncertainty and we our, our lack of confidence we like we just kind of roll into conversation when we do these now and it makes a show and like on those like we're like hesitating to say things like I'm like I self edit a lot because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say that and I can remember like oh I was going to say something really disgusting there and I chose yeah. not to and even in one of the episodes like I don't know our families are going to listen to this and then fucking flash forward to like yeah I'll fucking put a dildo in my hands <laughs> Whatever, you know. See, the cock ring, there's three of them. One of them goes all the way around your dick and balls. Then the other two... Yeah, no. Like, when you have your sister recanting... What do you mean you don't when, when you have your sister recanting, uh, telling telling you back the story of the, the three cock rings like it's a Lord of the Rings, then, uh, yeah, you know, we've, we've, we've crossed the Rubicon, as it were. And yes, Rusty Balloon Knot, that is a real word. <laughs> Speaking of that, we got a new game. Yeah, a new, a new segment. New segment. New segment. Uh, you, you know, some of you will appreciate it. Some of you maybe less so. <laughs> but no, it's all out of love. Yeah. And if you're a listener on this show, and you're a, a bona fide super fan of this show, mm. the day is coming for you to be shit upon. Yeah, we're the show that that makes fun of its fans as they should, because it's like the old adage: if they're, if they're not yelling at you, they don't care. Yeah. Same thing here. If we're not shitting on you, then you. Don't matter. But you do matter. I hit you because I love you. (laughs) I'll never do it again. Until next week, bitch. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now go wash the goddamn dishes. (laughs) When you get back in here, I want my blowjob. (laughs) This is not a show for everyone. (laughs) Well, I told my, my Instagram buddy that. I said, just so you know... We've we've shared some some uh, personal tales of you know uh, porno we like on the internet and jacking and off just, to realty magazines, just general filth. Is yeah. it? But just be warned: if you listen to my podcast, it will offend you at some point. Like you could be the most dirty, open-minded man alive. Something we say, I don't know if that's in fifty-eight episodes, is really going to make you like, oh, that, was, that wasn't cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't think uh, in conjunction, like when we get serious, people know. You know, they can. That's more indicative of who we are as as human beings. Well, and that is the biggest reason why when someone says they want to listen, I tell them start from the beginning because if you go to episode thirty and you hear us making what sound like racist jokes, you have no context for one through twenty nine <laughs> to understand that we're not racist at all. At all. <laughs> at all. So when you hear us make some sort of joke about you know Sean selling popsicles at a Mandingo fight, you have no context. <laughs> You have no context for who we are as individuals. This is true. So it's kind of, <laughs> even though one's not great and two's kind of funny and three's a total slump, you got to go through those Sopranos episodes and then get to Dill's Take Flight and 
and all the other ones. Last Man Sudsy. What is the it? The Bush Debacle, the Sudsy Love Story. The Sudsy Love Story. There's so many good titles. <laughs> Frankly speaking, I would not be surprised if people listened solely because they got on and were like, Yellowbeard's docking adventure? <laughs> what is that? Well, I like so Andy much. Griffith's Big Old Boner? Andy Griffith's Big Old Boner. There's so many good titles. Dill's Take Flight. I liked last week's Australian Cage Match. <laughs> I know that was, I, I, got, I listened again and I was like, I know that was a me thing, but when it's packaged right, like you're the king of the title. And the, some of them are just so good. I title most of them. But you title, well, we title sometimes together. We co-title But there's been, there, there's been several, I've listened to several episodes recently where like we'll have a title, but then like in the show first, like, there's the title mm-hmm. and then you'll come back and I'll see the new title the next day and it's like even better. But like some of these, I'm going back yeah, here. Yeah, tell me some titles because I, I can't think of any. I love Asperger, No Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Hostile Boobies was one that yeah. my friend saw. I was like, y'all are ridiculous. I phoned that one in. I had no title for it. It was so. good. Uh, uh, yeah, laugh Man. <laughs> rip them. Just rip them. That was the no holds barred <laughs> night. Terry Funk's Christmas special. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> we got... Uh, let's see. Chuck... D- <laughs> Chuck Dingleberry. <laughs> and then, of course, episode 35. And there's my mom. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> Boof those wings. Hashtag this bitch. Got an episode that's... Uh, I mean, in terms of talking about stand-up comedy ideas, we completely glossed over the whole this bitch category. Oh, we did. That That is a... That's what I'm saying. We should... We should. And then, of course, episode 24, an iconic episode when we talked to Matt, M&P, and that was stuck for the bullshit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's a we should we should redeem that and and talk more about the because I think this bitch is if if you're talking about comic gold, yeah, this bitch is yeah and then and then we well, then we even have, added on to woke yeah this you bitch. have you have white woke this bitch <laughs> white woke self deprecating this bitch. I didn't know <laughs> this bitch didn't know colored was a bad word. <laughs> She's still my favorite. Because I just picture, like, a slightly overweight girl with a short haircut and a tank top. <laughs> this bitch didn't know. <laughs> this bitch didn't know I was being racially condescending <laughs> to my black neighbor. <laughs> this bitch didn't know what white privilege was all about. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's there's been a lot. Randy Newman Fogg. I mean, come on. There's so many. Yeah. We haven't had Randy on the show in a while. We should have him back. He's got nothing else going on. <laughs> He's still real upset about that Toy Story 4 snub. <laughs> so, but anyways. They got TNP instead of me. <laughs> hey, I get it. They're more relevant. I, I, think, I think that Randy should have made an appearance when Ned Beatty... <laughs> That looks painful for Ned Betty's butt. <laughs> this is probably more psychologically stressful than physically stressful. <laughs> oh, Randy. <laughs> it's just like taking a shit butt backwards. <laughs> he was surprised by the mountain man's tiny dick. Though <laughs> so it didn't hurt so bad. <laughs> Oh, God. Shotgun made it erotic. <laughs> I love Blue Ridge. He <laughs> can't have stick without a knife to his throat anymore. John Boyd better be watching. <laughs> I love 
all about deliveries. <laughs> there we were, just four friends going down the river. There, oh, there's a hillbilly paper. I love L.J. Do you see? Look at that tree. This is just it, you know, because in that song, he's literally like, there's a tree, there's a dog. There's John Boy tied to a tree by his neck. There I am in the dirt with my underwear around my legs. I love L.J. <laughs> the, the entire enduring of of deliverance was worth discovering. I love Elegy. I love Elegy. <laughs> One of our friends just died, so we had to tie a rock to him. <laughs> my best friend with the guitar was mangled by the river, so we sunk him to the bottom of the river with rocks. I love Elegy. <laughs> But Reynolds almost died, but he never took off his rubber vest. I love MJ. Ned Beatty got a butthole infection from dirty, dirty river water. I love MJ. I would have just stumbled onto I love Ella J before oh. I ever said Blue Ridge. Oh. It occurred to me in a blink of a moment, like, oh, fuck, he always says I love L.A. And oh. fucking Ella J is just one syllable off. Oh, my God. I, I love Ella J. I love Ella J. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, my God. Yeah, the, we're just four good friends going down the river. Ooh, there's a redneck raper. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> raped by hillbillies. <laughs> There's John Ford tied to the tree. <laughs> Hold that knife to my neck while you plunge inside me. I love LJ. I love oh, God. Oh, God. There's my buddy Bert. He's going to kill you with an arrow. I'm going to recover quicker. It makes sense. I love LJ. Yeah, it's I love LJ as told from the perspective of Ned Beatty in Deliverance. I should be trembling. Something's wrong. Maybe I, I wanted to finish myself. I love LJ. I should be more physically distraught <laughs> than I am in this moment. I'm handling this all surprisingly well. <laughs> Why do I have a boner? I love LJ. <laughs> Come to think of it, it wasn't that bad. I kind of enjoyed it. Hey, John Voight, are you busy? <laughs> I know you have a nightmare because you treat me with bad. <laughs> I love LJ. God. Oh, that's uh, three minutes of I love LJ going Jesus. now. All right. Wrap you got to get out of here. I have to wrap it up. All right. So, yeah, we watched Deliverance. It's, it's a weird episode, and this intro is fucking ridiculous. Hello to new listeners. Hello to old listeners. If you're from LJ, please subscribe. <laughs> uh, LJ, please subscribe. <laughs> W-F-E-C-K. Enjoy. Holla. Hey, folks. Are you looking for a great deal on a big old deal? deal. Head on over to adamandeve.com. Enter promo code TPTOPOD at checkout, and you'll get 50% off that deal, along with three free adult DVDs. A mystery gift. And free shipping on everything. Ooh. Get that big old rubber dick sent to you in style. <laughs> Discreet shipping. Discreet shipping. That's a maybe. Nobody's promising Honestly, that. Honestly, 
I don't need it to be discreet. I, I would think I kind of want my mail my mailman or my Amazon guy. Yeah. To- I want Adam and Eve to take the dill out of the packaging <laughs> and wrap it tightly in brown paper so yeah. it's an obvious big dick in the mail. I think that would be a better way to, to do it. Yeah. But just to, to, to put a tiny bow, like mm-hmm. not even just a tiny little right. yellow ribbon on a huge dill. Right on the tip. Plant it on the door. Yeah. And just that's that's that. I have a grass. If it's one of those dills that stick that has the rubber suction cup, they yeah. make those. I'm sure you can get it at adamandeve.com. Yeah. Just put it on my glass window when I walk home. There's I know I got my package. I'll talk right into the microphone. <laughs> Head on over to adamandeve.com. Enter promo code DPTOPod at checkout. Receive 50% off any one item. Free three free adult DVDs, a free a mystery, mystery gift. gift. That could be anything. We don't know. I mean, what, that could be a, another deal. A mystery gift from AdamandEve.com. I mean, that could, be, could one of, be exciting. Yeah, that could be a cock ring. It could be one of those clip-on clitoris vibrator things. Bag of, box of magnums. It could be which would you're ready to plow. Be wasted on me. Uh, <laughs> lube. Wasted on the both of us put together. <laughs> Is that too much self-deprecating humor? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. For all we know, the free the free mystery gift is a copy of like the second season of the Three Stooges. That would be oh, what a <laughs> gift. <laughs> Anyways, go to adamandeve.com. Enter TPTO pod at checkout, receive 50% off any one item, three free adult DVDs, a free mystery gift, and free shipping on everything. Support this podcast. Get a great deal at a great deal. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> right, yeah, now, now we're rolling. Nice. Well, you're in for a treat tonight, followers of TPTO. <laughs> We've chosen everyone's favorite rom-com, Deliverance. <laughs> Oh, boy. With Ned Beatty. With Ned Beatty. He wins in the end, right? I, winning is relative <laughs> at that point. But let's not focus too much on what we... I've seen this movie. I've never seen it. You've never seen this movie. I know what it's about. You know, when M&P asked for movie suggestions for his uh, for his party, we should have thrown out Deliverance. <laughs> or bone, bone Tomahawk and told him it was a light... A light comedy. Well, he listens, so he would have he would have known yeah, that that's not true. That's true. Yeah, you're having a bunch of friends over. You haven't seen it in a while. Casual movie night, some beers. Watch Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> you can have a you can watch a man have his scalp ritualistically shoved into his mouth and then nailed in with a wood spike. <laughs> and then of course they tip him over and they hatch him in half through the balls to to his uh, sternum. It's it's great. <laughs> and then they show you Kurt Russell's reaction shot. <laughs> Oh, I'm so intrigued. I could never make it through. I could never watch it. It's brief, but, you know, when you, when you see a human being prepared like a slab of meat mm. by uh, Neanderthal, you know, cave dwellers with right. bones in their throats, it's really it's really upsetting. Enough of this. So, yes, Deliverance, which does not have any of those things. It does have someone getting split in two, but not... Uh, well, he makes a recovery, probably. He does. He does. You need to take bigger shits from now on. Yeah. Or quicker ones. Quicker. I'd say quicker. <laughs> I wouldn't say, you know, better. <laughs> better would not be it. There's no telling. So what's going on in the world of the Golden Voice? Uh, not too much. Just prepping for the weekend. Mm. Occurred to me today that uh, I haven't done any Easter Bunny shopping, so I'm going to have to scramble on the two-day ship with Amazon oh. to get some a goodie or two. 
growing up, my folks, I say folks, my mom, I don't think my dad had much, much to do with Easter Sunday baskets. <laughs> like, she kind of went all out. And she even more so for the grandkids. In fact, it was either one or two Easter's ago, like, our Easter bunny visit is modest. Because I'm like, it's, this is like a, you know, Santa Claus is a big deal at Christmas time. This is, this is a little bit different. You know, it's the Easter bunny. Most of the kids I knew growing up, like, the Easter tradition was the egg hunt and candy. There was no visit from the Easter Bunny where you were left gifts? Uh, I'm in the same boat with you. I was always amazed at how, again, my, our my, our mothers, yeah. in this case, like, you know... Like, we'd I would get, wake up to, like, wrestlers and, yeah, and, our, new, and a new movie and, like, a summer spring outfit yeah. and flip-flops and goggles for the pool. It was, like, yeah. all this shit, like, practical stuff. It wasn't Santa Claus toys, but it was, like... All right, I like wrestlers, and I could use I'm new swim trunks. I'm beginning to wonder if our moms didn't collaborate on this. because. Possible. Did you bring a white to share, by the way? Can I bought my white from you? Or yeah. Or was I going to mess you up? You don't have rails of white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, they must have collaborated, because we would always get our Easter basket, like, I, I distinctly remember we would get them sometimes Friday morning before school. Like, heading into Easter weekend, we would get our Easter basket. Hmm. And it would be there as if Santa brought it. On the like on the on the on the uh, fireplace or on the we were a little different. Ours was Easter Sunday well, morning. That's fine, but it was always like I the one I remember the most was like new batting gloves, which I desperately wanted, and they were good. They were nice, like yeah. Nike batting gloves, and they're like you said, day to day stuff. Yeah, like. Mechanical pencils, because yeah. I always l- would lose mechanical pencils. Practical Cadbury, gifts. Of course, Cadbury eggs, which yeah, in retrospect... Definitely candy. The Cadbury egg... The Reese's peanut butter egg. Oh, that's different. Holy shit. I'm about to shit on one thing, and I'm definitely <laughs> not shitting on a Reese's peanut butter egg. <laughs> but the Cadbury egg, it's very tasty. But when you look at it as an adult now, mm. you're like, it's literally all sugar. Like some candy... Yeah, like a Reese's I, is, is pretty much all sugar. It's not like that's peanut butter in there. Let's yeah. be honest with each other. But it's delicious. It's delicious. And you I have some f- peanut butter egg M&Ms if you want some. Son of a bitch. They're good. Uh, it's bigger peanut butter. I things. actually have already planning on... This is how I fat I am. I have already scheduled a stop on the way home to get a four-pack of the king-size Reese's, pe- uh, Reese's Cups. Oh, good. So, Well, that's how fat I am. I had Justin's peanut butter cups today after my lunch, What'd which you? was a salad. Okay. I, went, I was responsible. Okay. And then when I went to the gas station to buy Pacificos, they had two bags of peanut butter egg M&Ms, and I was like, well, fuck, those are good. Well, I'm let's just roll through the bags. menu of the day for both of us. I woke up, and I had a cold Chick-fil-A sandwich, which was one of my... Is that Randy Travis? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Let's not... It's two side. That's the that's oh, the inbred kid. That yeah. Kid. That's good. That's not Randy no, Travis. No, that's not Randy Travis. That's, uh, he's like, he's, he's... This is the famous scene for those who are wondering why the hell the story shot was, was stopped short. This is the dueling banjos scene. Yeah. That is the chief of police in Beverly Hills Cop. Sure. He's, that's who that is. Sorry. Anyways, what did you have this morning? Oh, cold Chick-fil-A sandwich, which is one of my favorites in life. I had a free one. Because when you... For breakfast? Yeah. Because, listen, when you yeah. go to Chick-fil-A and they tell you... Hey, if you'll do this survey, yeah. get a, I never do it. it. Took me two minutes. I got a free chicken sandwich. I've done that for the for a free quarter pounder before. I'm not surprised. It's not hard. You say but, cold sandwich. I want to ask you. You've been to Victory Sandwich Shop in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had the Castro? Yes. The little Cuban. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent cold in the fridge breakfast sandwich. 
I could see that. I, I, I don't like love and stash two. For, sorry for those who don't live anywhere near Atlanta, and this will not mean anything to you. I don't love victory sandwiches. I don't love them either. I've been disappointed more than I have enjoyed. Without a doubt. So sometimes I, the 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 sandwich is dry, the bread is burnt. The bread is dry or it's hard. You're right. You get the the they, it's like they're like what kind of sandwich if you're a sandwich shop, mm. the if we if you and I, if we open TPTO sandwiches. I'm listening. Right. <laughs> you know, I think we would take some pride in our product. Yeah. Like, we, if you're going through, you're, we would probably have a bakery providing the loaves, mm-hmm. right? And, and we would make a sandwich like we would make a sandwich yeah. at home, which means I don't want the last piece before the end cut. Like, I've gotten that sandwich at yeah. Victory before where it's kind of like if you buy a real loaf. Right. Let's say a white mountain loaf, right? You know what I'm talking about? It's got the powder on it, yeah, whatever. Yeah, white mountain bread's good shit. So good. It's like they slice them all perfect. So you know, you're you're lucky when you're getting into the middle. Now you're making a real sandwich because that mm. fucker's huge. Yeah. But it's like at Victory, it's like they don't even give a shit. That little, they'll match a large, a larger mm. piece of bread with that end cap. Yeah. So it's like the bread, <laughs> there's well, no bread meeting bread. I've it's never not, experienced this particular issue you're, 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 you're up against, but maybe we're ordering different sandwiches. Maybe. Let's not spend too much time. The one in Inman Park, I don't know if they still have it, but for a long time they had a Cowabunga Dude Mm. sandwich on the menu. It was like every Italian meat you can think of, thick Parmesan, or no, thick mozzarella, and then banana peppers. Mm. And they gave you red sauce to dip it in. Mm. And they always overtoast the bread to where it's like when you bite into it, it literally crumbles and falls in your lap. But it was always very good. But yeah, I've never... Sometimes, like, have you, you ever had the Hambo, the one with the green apple? I don't know. We, should, we, we don't need to go down the, the, the myriad Sorry, of it's sandwiches. Sorry, I'm <laughs> Clearly, but I mean, like... What did you have for lunch today? Let's get oh, back on Oh, boiled top. peanuts. <laughs> one, of my, one of my best accounts, yeah. buddies, that you know yeah. well, yeah. They, they do that thing where it's they have... It's no good, buddy. Take it back, buddy. No good, buddy. Take it back, buddy. He, uh, they have boiled peanuts that I've... I've been working there, going to that place for four years, never, never noticed it. Yeah. Love boiled peanuts, and they have regular, and they have Cajun. Yes, sir. So I get the little cup. It's funny because sometimes he's like, "Take for free, buddy. Take for free. All for you. You go. No pay. You go." Yeah. And then other days, like, five fifty-seven. <laughs> he he's having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's always hit or miss. So it's like fifty percent. Like you fill the bowl up and you look and you're like, eh? is it? Is it a is it a free day or is it a five fifty day? <laughs> well, so if it's a five fifty day, I'm I'm contemplating putting them back <laughs> and going to the crystal down the street. <laughs> just saying, it's just so it's so funny too because I was like, I'm not hungry. I just know I'll want them later because boiled peanuts is one of my favorite snacks. It's a, it's a flashback to childhood, and um, these are so delectably salty yeah. and spicy. And I said I'm not gonna eat them. I get into the parking lot, put I put in this massive order for their store. And I just had one, mm. and like ten minutes it's like later, potato chips. yeah, ten minutes later, I have none. None. To do left. boiled peanuts, I need to be in a station where I don't have anything to do. Like, so it's a food based on your boredom level. No, it's not that. Like, if if uh, if you said, "Hey, I need you to meet me at Buddy's," and I got to Buddy's, and you call me, and you're like, "I got a flat tire. I got a spare. It's gonna be an hour before I get there." Now I have an hour of with nothing to do and nowhere to go. And I'm in the city, so I know I need the bathroom close by mm-hmm. at Buddy's. That's when I would walk in and be like, oh, fucking give me some boiled peanuts. I'm not going anywhere. 
but like like an on the road snack, like driving with my left knee and cracking and peel. Like I, I I don't think I you know I boiled peanuts has to be like a hey we're going to the mountain pumpkin festival and we're gonna sit in lawn chairs all day. Yeah, give me some boiled peanuts. Well, but see for me it was when we were growing up and we on the go snack. We'd grow, we'd go drive up to the mountains and my mom was consistently on the lookout for that one guy in the tail end of a truck. Yeah. That had the two big burners. Tomatoes and boiled peanuts. Exactly right. (laughs) You know what the funny thing is, too? The produce they sell at those things, they bought it at a fucking Ingalls. Yeah. It's like people have this concept. they're wearing overalls. Right. If if a dude wears overalls and has his two nitwitted kids running around in the background. We could do that. We could supplement, like, just get together on a Saturday, put on overalls and straw hats Borrow Banks's pickup truck for the week for the day, His and look. just just load it with watermelons and tomatoes and like fucking squash, and just pull over off of like Ooh. Canton Highway. Okay. Like we got fresh produce here for you. We we grew this all ourselves. Here's what we Laugh Man Farm. <laughs> and yeah, we bought Laughing the watermelon for a dollar, but we're selling it for five because that shit's homegrown. <laughs> You know, it's not... I'm laughing about it. Um, one, I think it would be fun to record that. Yeah, all we do is fucking... We could, we could pod We could pod while we wait. Yeah. And we just sit there in overalls. You got your beard. You probably have to wear a hat. Yeah. I'll put on uh, my mom's cowboy hat. I'll be Cowboy Jim. <laughs> and uh, we'll sell produce if we, if for we, if, 85% markup. If we can lump in firewood, we're fucking golden. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, We don't even know how to boil peanuts. We just go to buddies. <laughs> we pay a lot more. That's where we'll lose. Yeah. That's where our margin goes yeah. way down. <laughs> I know you like to put peanuts in your Coca-Cola. Have you ever put a boiled peanut in your Coca-Cola? No. Why not? That's not really conducive. The peanut and the Coca-Cola, again, that's delicious. You need the, It's the crunch. Boiled peanuts aren't crunchy. Yeah, but they might introduce a unique flavor to the Coca-Cola. I don't want Cajun seasoned Coca-Cola. Mm. I just want, frankly speaking, I'm, I'm in the, I, you know, that's sodium on sodium when people do that. Yeah. I don't like salted peanuts. Well, so is pepperoni pizza dipped in jalapeno ranch dressing. That's a different argument. <laughs> that's uh, that's not relatable <laughs> at all to what we're discussing. Do you want to introduce a, a new segment? That I've been thinking a lot about. Oh, the one that we've already. Talked uh, about. Yes, yeah. we're gonna help. We're gonna help a dedicated listener out uh, for the for coming <laughs> for foreseeable future. He's gonna foreseeable love. is a real word. Before we continue on, <laughs> he's with gonna this love segment. that you're calling him out. No, no, it's not a call out. I just think he he helped introduce a new segment. <laughs> at, yeah, at, at so, his expense. At his expense. <laughs> Which is to name. be now Rusty Balloon Knot is a that is a moniker of love. <laughs> He's got the most interesting yeah. of the fan names. I yeah. mean M and P is just a shortening. Yeah. So Rusty Balloon Knot well, RBK. I feel, like, I feel like before we rush to give him his own dedicated segment, like how many how many shares does RBK have under his belt? Probably not as many as everyone else. <laughs> At this point, like RBK, are you telling people about the show? Are you emailing? Are you are you growing the listenership? Well, Is RBK responsible for all those Australian <laughs> listeners? And it's not Matt at all. <laughs> Which, by the way, Matt's email is fucking fantastic. yeah, that was, that was wonderful. I, feel like I, I almost feel I like think we we'd already some I think we had already talked about the the robe. I feel like that was. We talked about 
what he would wear in place of fancy robes, but the fact that Matt honed in on it needs to be like a terry cloth towel robe. Yeah. That's yeah. that's with, a, a, with a, still as long as it has cigarette burns in yeah, it. Yeah. And a TV remote in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like a it's got to be not like the pack that he's currently smoking. It's just like the immer- it's the robe pack of cigarettes. Yeah, and it's a soft pack. It's not a it does, hard Yeah, pack. it doesn't come out of the robe. It stays in the robe for those <laughs> off moments when he's yeah. outside watering the kudzu, yeah. letting the dog <laughs> run away from him. I just like the the little note that of like it's not a hard pack of cigarettes. <laughs> it's a soft pack, kind of with the foil top. So it's kind of it's kind of mushed. Why anyone ever bought a soft pack? I'll never know. I don't understand it either. But I like that Matt is on board with it. With Mick Schmear, he clearly you know knows enough about wrestling to be on board with it. Made Ric Flair references and uh, Schmear and Sh- we can uh, 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 an Australia excursion could certainly happen to Mick well, Schmear. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we threw out that Mick Schmear goes to Japan. It's not far. Maybe Mick Schmear goes to Australia instead. Mm. Like that would make some sense because Australia or Japanese wrestling is still that's a very popular. I mean, that shit is aired live yeah. on television here. Right. Japanese pro wrestling is a big deal there. I don't know why. I don't ask too many questions. The Japanese are kind of weird about their certain elements of their what they like culturally, mm-hmm. just like everyone else. But theirs is they're so odd because they're like they're one of the most traditional, respectful, you know, bow when you meet someone cultures. But then they also have TV shows where an attractive woman is giving a man a hand job under a curtain, and he has to answer trivia before he comes. <laughs> and that's not a joke. I know it's not a joke. <laughs> It's like what? Where I don't. Where are you? Like you guys. It's, I think what. Like what, you're, what, you're the height of culture and and appropriateness, but you you can buy dirty women's underwear from a vending machine around the corner. Here's what I think about that, and I think that's a. You have men fucking pillows. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, I fucked a pillow. I don't do it a lot. Um, but I haven't said I stopped I like either. You went from past tense to present tense. Right <laughs> uh, I think what this is just a. A nobody's exp- uh, hypothesis on what you're talking about there. I, I think you're you're looking at a culture that for thousands of years was predicated on the, that sense of uh, proper, yeah, right tradition. Yeah, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of movement in the social strata, right? So then Japan is utterly annihilated. Well, yeah, and I have heard a good explanation well, for the pillow on. fucking. Hold on. Come back to the pillow fucking. Let me get through this well, or I'll you, lose well, it. Well, you're talking about the annihilation, and I have heard a good explanation of the pillow fucking in that in their annihilation from World War II, we essentially emasculated the men of Japan. That could be true. That, uh, we'll roll that into my, my, my <laughs> the wholesale of this argument. <clears throat> I am just saying that... <laughs> fuck it, I lost it. I knew I would, you... Cork soaker, um, they they come out of this that sense of tradition and properness, and strict social guidelines. Mm-hmm. Then they're just annihilated, right? Right, and there's then they're inculcated and built up again by us, yeah, primarily, and they become, you know, the technological leaders in the free world. They start thinking outside the the box that I think they had been contained yeah. in for so long. Yeah, we can't take over the world, literally. Oh, beyond all that, I'm, so I'm let's saying design like, everything. I'm, I mean, when you look at Japanese society, and I'm not an expert; I never studied it. So, if someone has, please correct me. But I, it, it was strict social, like it, 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 caste system, right. almost like an right. Indian caste system. 
You, I mean, if you were born into a fishing family, that's what you did. If you were born into a high, well-to-do Japanese family, then that's where you stayed. But there wasn't a lot of – there was almost maybe no outlet to for, for social up, upwardsness. Right. I'm not sure what I'm trying to – No upward mobility. No upward mobility. Thank you. Just like America today. Right. So <laughs> – <laughs> so I think what you see now with with dudes fucking pillows and buying dirty panties is this expression of probably they want to be as free as they can possibly be. And that, mm. you know, like they, they are finally saying, like, we can do our own thing. And that just happens to mean that they buy dirty panties out of a vending machine mm-hmm. or have a game show where a dude's getting jacked off and has to answer as many trivia questions as he can. I, I honestly would love to see that on American television. <laughs> I know <laughs> well, it what won't I was going to say is if this podcast is ever successful to the point where we can just make the rounds, mm. we should go do that game show. Oh, I, I think if I, could, I had a Japanese woman tugging on <laughs> tugging on little laugh man, and I'm supposed to, it's like Jeopardy. I'm great at Jeopardy. Everyone always tells me and you should question. You know what year did Hitler write Mein Kampf? Uh, 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 oh, fuck, 1938. <laughs> Wait, it. that was well before that. But yeah, if, if that would be, it would be a short contest for a little laugh. <laughs> but man. it would be funny pod promotion. Like, it would be funny like, pod promotion. I'd have we, a lot to explain to the wife. Well, no, we get this passes. was all for the business. We get passes from the wives. Like, listen, this is going to bring in another two mil for the show. <laughs> We're going to get exposure. In There's Japan. a question. I know your wife would be like, "Go get your tug. If it's two mil, get your tug. Yeah, have your fun." She but would, I she wonder. Would push me onto the plate. <laughs> Do you have any idea we could do with that money? Go get your dick jerked off by a hot Japanese girl. Tell her to take her top off. Take videos and send them to me. That's your wife. Mine. We're going to church when you get back. And we're never leaving. And I might leave you. With half that $2 million. Uh, But yeah, that's that's my job. So back to where all this started. Our new segment. The word of the week. Poor RBK. It's not... Why do you feel like you need to, like... <laughs> I mean, come on. We shit on everybody. We I shit know, on Sean. We shit on Alan. I'm gonna... I'm Murray. not even shitting on him. I'm just gonna... So, RBK, Rusty... How do you guys build up a fan base? Well, we get a fan, yeah. <laughs> and then we make fun of them relentlessly, and that is a word. And we keep them somehow or another. They, they they like the self deprecation. But I got I got a Matt yet. I got I got well we we thought he was Catholic for a while. <laughs> we were a little scared we lost him. But much like me, he sends his daughters to Catholic school. I get a sense that when t- in terms of religion, Matt is uh, indifferent. Maybe maybe well, a modem Joe is about himself. <laughs> you know. But anyways, yeah, before before Catholic. we go down another fucking wormhole, I got a text message from Rusty Balloon not a couple days ago. And just said, I think you make up words on the pod. And I said, explain. And he came back with, uh, what, what was it? Repug- repugnant. Repugnant. Which, make, one, I don't remember using repugnant. I'm not surprised I don't remember using repugnant. But he said repugnant. And I was like, well, ago. I just went to Webster's Dictionary and screenshotted repugnant and sent it back to him. So we're going to be doing a weekly word <laughs> uh, for Rusty Balloon Knot. So that we can grow his vocabulary. And also just to prove that we are using real English language I words. I think what I'm going to do is is go find audio of the Sesame Street letter of the day. Mm. And I'm going to I'm gonna bring it into GarageBand, how I edit the show. And I'm going to cut volume where they say letter and just go, word. <laughs> it's the word. Every day. 
It's the word of the day. <laughs> word of the day is here. Yeah, it'll be great. The word of the day is here. So you had a good one. What was our word of the week? Word of the day? Pugilist. 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 We won't spell it. We'll let you do your own research. Everyone, not just Rusty Balloon Knot. Yeah, Pugilist. Pugilist. This is for Banks, too, because I know Banks is going like, is that a word? Yeah, Banks wonders about a lot of words. Because, no kidding, not in relation See, to the See, RBK, everyone gets it. And not necessarily in relation to the pod, but there have been times where Banks is like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, really? You don't know what this? Like, fuck, man, I didn't even go to college. And then I'll explain, go, oh, I knew that. Like, he'll have a, he'll have a brain fart. <laughs> we'll say. Yeah, it's a brain fart. That's what it is, all right. <laughs> now, you asked me at the top. I never said what I had to eat today. Now that it's interesting, I skipped breakfast. You had a whole food food. salad? I had a whole food salad. I had my whole food salad, which is my favorite salad. Break it down. Break I've it down. I've broken it down for you before, and you poo-poo it because there's fruit involved. Yeah, that's not a salad, though. But you haven't had it before. So I don't want to have You it. don't know it. I'll eat, I'll eat fruit <laughs> if I want fruit. I don't put fruit on my days, salad. One of these days, I'm going to make this salad and just give you All right, you break it down. Let me hear it one more time because I forgot. Mixed greens. Check. Shredded beets, slivered okay. almonds, uh, a little bit of that aged Parmesan. All right. I did it so far. Bacon bits. Oh, of course. Blueberries. Mmm. Yeah. With honey Dijon vinaigrette. God in heaven. Those poor mixed greens. <laughs> they had a life worth living. I don't want salty, savory salads. I like I like a sweet and savory component. What do you think? I, I, <clears throat> why do you say salt, salty, savory? I, I mean... Do you want me to break down what I get on a salad at Whole Foods? I can probably guess what you get. Let's do that. Everyone's dying to hear this segment. (laughs) Guess what I put on my salad at Whole Foods. I'm going to guess. It's hard to picture the whole bar, but I'm going to guess you go with mixed greens or romaine. Maybe the baby spinach. I do both. Okay. And I'm going to guess that you do some peppers. Peppers? A pepper. They have different peppers in there. They got onions in there. Well, I'll I'll give you. I guess when you say peppers, I have to give you that I there are green peppers on my salad. Okay. And there so, are onions on my salad. All right, so we're on a roll there. Yeah. I'm guessing you do an oil or balsamic based dressing. You are doing well. <laughs> uh, you winced at the nuts, so I'm gonna say you probably leave nuts out altogether. Nuts have no place on a salad. You were okay with the bacon bits. Of so course. Those are in there. I'm guessing there's some tomato involved. Yes, there is. <clears throat> okay, I'm willing to bet that on occasion you put a hard boiled egg in your salad. You know, I don't. I will order a Cobb salad mm-hmm. that, that has the hard-boiled egg. Yeah. But I don't actively put egg on my on my salad. Okay. And so the only thing you're really missing there is I'll throw in some olives. Ugh. I'll put a little jalapeno away from the Yeah. So from you're, the you're, salad. You're, you're, building, you're building pungent, savory foods, and I like... I like sweet and savory with my salad. You know, you and Leah would, I mean, y'all are all on board with this. I get it. I've had a salad with fruit in it, and I've said this is okay. But it's never been a situation where I'm like, this is great. So what you're building in your salad, to me, feels like punishment for eating healthy at lunchtime. Oh, I think it's delicious. Whereas what I make is just the right balance of sweet and savory with some salt from the nuts and the bacon to where you get a good flavor profile across the board. Just to go back to the film for a second, this is one of the parts that I was like, hell yeah, I would fish like this with a bow and arrow. Crossbow? Well, it's not crossbow. Oh, bow and arrow. It's a bow and arrow. I'm just wondering, like, is is he just rocking? Like, this isn't a life preserver. Like, what is is this? That's just his outfit for the day. But it, it looks waterproof. It's a vest. But it's a waterproof vest that he's not even zipped up. <laughs> when you have chest hair like that and you're Burt Reynolds. But, like, somebody made this. Like, what? I feel like Mac right now. And so I was like, who versus? 
Like, why, why wear this? But who are we doing this against? Like, it's clearly not breathable, so you're going to build, build up a good back sweat underneath all that, because it's clearly made of rubber. And it's on tight. Like, it's in the armpit. Like, there's no breathing room there with the sleeve, open sleeve. It's like, what, why, why wear, why, why? Well, it's better than his, than John Voight's Mike Myers onesie. But he's, he's like, I'm ex, I'm ex no, no, I, get it, I, I worked on tanks. This, I brought this back from if from we're comparing, Nam. if we're comparing fucking clothing here, he looks like he should be mopping a floor. Instead, he's out, you know, fishing with bows and arrows. Perhaps, but between these two, I'd much rather be John Voight with an open beer in a onesie <laughs> than Burt Reynolds in a fucking rubber vest. I don't care what Burt Reynolds is. Fish. I, literally, I don't care what Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> But when I don't care what Burt Reynolds is wearing, I'm never going to choose what his outfit, or I'm never going to choose John Voight over Burt Reynolds in anything, ever, ever. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is a legend. John Voight is just a guy that's been in a bunch of movies and made Angelina Jolie. <laughs> hey, get a great Patton Oswalt joke when he's bitching about the the uh, the prequels of Star Wars. He's like, it's like me walking up to John Voight. Hey, you like Angelina Jolie? Yeah, yeah. You want to fuck her? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's John Voight's ball sack. <laughs> hey, kids, you like ice cream? Yeah, I love ice cream. Well, here's a big bag of rock salt. <laughs> that was his comparison between the Star Wars everybody loves and the prequels. Uh, they are not good. I, I don't even think this news... I feel like we're choppy. We're all over the place. But I saw the the... Trailer for the new one, for the one that's coming it, out in I December. Saw, I saw people reacting to it. I don't, I'm not. I don't care what people think. I I I grew up loving Star Wars. Mm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna totally reveal the geek out here because I'm not. I don't own any costumes. I don't go to any comic cons, but I would come home every day for about all of middle school and a little bit into the ninth grade before I realized this is not helping me get laid. But I would come home every day from school, never start my homework right away if I ever did it. Hence why I'm going to have to bag that idea of tattooing my dick to look like a lightsaber. <laughs> but I would come home, and it was like, this is, I mean, this is so indicative of, it's like kind of telling about who I am, really. Not to go all introspective, but I'd come home, I'd open a bag of Oreos before they had, the, you know how Oreos has that top now that's resealable? Sure. It didn't used to be that way. And You'd have to eat the Oreos fast well, because... true, because they get stale, or you got to put them in a cookie jar. On that note, in high school, and you may have seen these, because you, you, clearly you bought Oreos. In high school, my go-to Oreo was the uh, oh, the coffees and cream Oreos. Did you see, ever see those? fucking ridiculous. I don't... Oh, those aren't so, Oreos. They were so good. No, those aren't Oreos. Those were like, let, me and my buddy Mike, like, let's get drunk this weekend on gin that your brother Zach left us under the couch and eat coffees <laughs> and cream Oreos. <laughs> It's fucking absurd. But I would eat classic, regular Oreos because I'm not a fucking sociopath. All right, white man. And <laughs> so I would come home from school, and I'd pour myself a big cup of milk, mm-hmm. get my Oreos, and it was just in rotation. One, two, I'd watch, you know, episode four, mm-hmm. five, and six, just back and forth. I'm back and waste forth. 34, do a 36, do a 38. <laughs> But it was just every day. Yeah. I would come home because, you know, no one was there. And I'd just watch Star Wars. It was just a weird thing. Which, uh, <laughs> between which films did you crank one out? 
Yeah, I wasn't cranking yet. That the uh, <laughs> the uh, the magazine, the Realty magazine, hadn't made its port of entry yet. I, oh, it I hadn't. See. It hadn't. And I told. I know. Which I, I need to say it hasn't been said on the pod, but Kristen has this hypothesis that Leah is only a real estate agent to fulfill <laughs> some sort of fantasy for you. <laughs> Like, if we can get Leah a blue pantsuit, it'll be be all over for you. If she walked in in a blue... She doesn't... She wouldn't. If she walked in in a blue pantsuit, there is a (laughs) pretty high probability that I would shoot a load in my pants. She walks in in a blue pantsuit, rips the jacket off to Mm. reveal a 90s choker, and then (laughs) smiles and winks at you to reveal (laughs) braces. Definitely coming in my pants. Like, not probable now. We're not talking about probability. We're talking like a machine gun. <laughs> my dick will cry out in, in pain. My dick will grow a voice box and go, stop! <laughs> you ever been so hard your dick talked to you? <laughs> <laughs> Too much blood! <laughs> yeah, that would be, if she ripped off a blue pantsuit coat, and then I saw the choker, and then she kind of just wryly smiled, turns a little to the right, mm-hmm. and flashes a bracy, mm-hmm. braceful. Is it the smile. kind of choker that's like woven? Like the plastic? That's the only ones, I, ones? I, I, I don't know if that was the one. I mean, they <clears throat> seem the most popular of the chokers in my day. Sure. But there were others. Speaking of Riley, do you, do you see her Instagram posts by way of the pod? I don't. I, I thought she would been kicked she was but she's back and she has a she has a video on her page now that you should watch you can do it on the pot or you can do it off but it's i'm gonna do it on it's it's uh it's i don't know how i feel about it oh now i'm now i'm definitely gonna pot it like it's it's i don't know if it's cute or weird or what um what what's her handle uh i think it's not riley reed which this is great because now we actually get to properly hashtag her. Not Riley. You know what's funny about Deliverance while you're searching that, and I'm looking at this this film, I feel like the rape's coming. I've always known that Ned Beatty and John Voight and Burt Reynolds were in it. I've never known that uh, Chief Bogomil from Beverly Hills Cop was in it also. The guitar player. Is this, that's, that's not it. It's only no. got 100 minutes. We follow her on the pod but profile. That doesn't mean anything, does it? I, I'm trying to just. I was trying to just search for it. Anyways, just, continue on. Just, just, well, anyways, I just I find it odd, like. Do other people that have never seen the movie but know about it know that Chief Bogomil from Beverly Hills Cop was in it too, the guitar player? Like I've never known there was a fourth guy on their river trip. <laughs> like that's news to me. Like that's the one thing about this movie I didn't know. I know it's about a river trip. It's filmed in Georgia and probably Tennessee some too. There's some Riverside rape. There's a, a deformed kid that plays the banjo who's clearly inbred, you know, mm. and that's not makeup. So that's that's a whole different level of fucked up. <laughs> I and, think we are getting close. And every time I see John Voight, I think of two things. I think of Anaconda when he winks after it throws him up. God. And then I think of George Costanza buying the wrong LeBaron. <laughs> the pencil with the bite marks on the pencil. <laughs> And then he finds out that the John Voight LeBaron he's driving is John Voight the dentist. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, you got me looking too hard for this video. I, I will say credit to Ned Beatty here. He's not nearly as fat 
as I pictured him being. Because I'm picturing the like modern day really fat Ned Beatty. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, like this movie is so burned into the cultural lexicon of like, what do people remember Deliverance for? It's not the bow and arrow shit down the river. It's Ned Beatty getting raped over a log. Mm-hmm. And if you're Ned Beatty and you kept acting, it's like, how do you shake that? Like, <laughs> hey, Ned Beatty, you did the voice of the turtle in Rango. That's cool. But you also got fucked in Deliverance back in the 70s. You're Warren Beatty's brother, right? Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> he's Warren pretty... Beatty ever get fucked in a movie by a dude? I don't think so. No. No. You still looking? Yeah. <laughs> Just go to our Instagram page. I am. I'm we look, follow her. Well, how do I? You know, I'm terrible at Instagram. Give me your phone. Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Give me your phone, Grandpa. I'm just not Instagrammable, man. What do I? Where? It's like when my grandmother's like, I don't want to see my page. I want to see other people's pages. <laughs> all right. Just all right. Like that baby's in good shape here too. I mean, he looks about like I do, which is nah. You think yeah. I, I look worse? Well, look at him here. I'd say, yeah, y'all are similar builds. Just the whole... oh, that's it right there. Not Bacon Booty. I forgot that. She changed her name to Bacon Booty. Bacon Booty? It's this video here. Okay. It's odd. Turn the sound on, too. Tap on it. It's... She's got a custard pie here? Yeah, it's... I just don't know how I feel about it. Okay, she's just holding the custard pie and dancing to that song about... She puts the whipped cream on her face twice it's, and then dances around. Lovely smile and puts the rabbit ears on. And yeah. It's just, I don't know how I feel. It's a strange video. Um, She's doing like this cutesy back and forth eye thing and whipped cream on her cheeks and she's clearly lost her razor. It's, there's a whole... Th- I just don't know how I feel about that video. I don't know if I should feel anything about that video. I'm like, I don't know if I, like, I, like, I purposely haven't liked it. She can't, you know, I hate to say this because, you know, I love Riley. Mm-hmm. She can't be all there. That's not an, uh, Oh, yeah, there's, there's two or three porno girls I follow on Instagram. One of them in particular, whenever I watch her stories, like the, you know, the things above, it's like, she's, she's cuckoo bird nuts. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like... She posted yesterday that she's getting ready to go on her first ayahuasca experience tomorrow. It's like, okay. Oh, like, she's like, a, I can heal my whatever with st- with crystals, and I'm going to go eat mushrooms in the woods crazy. Like, mm. like, I know people that do that, but then they come back to reality, and it seems like she's just living in whatever la-la land where that's that's a, a thing you can do. Is the raping coming up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told this is going to be a rough scene for oh, us. It's those two. Which one does the raping? The little guy? I'm not going to ruin any of the surprises for you here. I, I've seen the film. This guy looks horny. He's standing and he's standing in such a way that suggests he's... He already have a bulge. And he's... And he's he's a, looking right at Ned Beatty. He's too. a little fella, too, which makes you wonder, like, is it the gunpoint that makes him give in to it? Is he on a shotgun point while he gets raped over a log? Uh, let's... Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Riley... Is that Alfred Molina? I don't... No, it's not. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. <laughs> it would make for a, a lot of people think my first film was Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's not true. I was the guy holding the shotgun while Ned Beatty got raped in Deliverance. Um, yeah, but like, you know, Riley, very attractive woman. 
There's screws loose there, bro. Yeah. And I, and I don't, that's not an indictment on a, a sex worker. Well, no, that, I was going to say the same thing because, like, Janice Griffin comes to mind and she seems like she's completely 100% all there. Yeah. There's, there's the, I can't, Lord, I can't, she was one of the first porn stars I ever pulled the pud to. Mm. Uh, Asia Carrera. Yeah. She's like a fucking Ivy League educated sure. individual. I mean, it, it, that's the, the misconception about sex work in general is that they have some kind of like hole in their. <laughs> <laughs> hole to fill is what I was going to say but metaphorical hole to fill like there's something they were like that one that has the high pitched voice that um, you know they say high pitched voices mean you were most oh, yeah, likely yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Tilly yeah yeah. you know down the line they say if you're a porn star you must have been you know abused as a kid not have daddy issues on and on and I think the more you read like Vice <clears throat> Vice posts a lot of articles about the industry. Right. And the one that I I read a couple of days ago was about when women leave the industry and they, you know, and they asked one of them, her name is Siri. I've seen quite a few of her videos. Um, <laughs> damn it. Over here pontificating and sharing <laughs> that. Uh, but she left the industry because she finally said, like, I was, I had no relationship with my family. They had mm-hmm. just said, like, I'm never following you. Um, I'm going to track our pizza order while it the It does seem like, oh, you don't want to see it? I'll click back. All right, it's on the way. All yeah. Right, I just wanted to see. All right, back to the rapist. You're only going to get to see this one time. It's Netflix. I can watch. I can, I can put it on repeat if I want to. That's true. Um, but, damn it, Matt Beatty. It's ruining everything right now in my mind. What was I saying? Does he get back in the boat with him when it's over? I don't know. I don't. Does he get I think murdered? maybe I just... Don't remember because it was one of those things. I know, I always watched it at this point, and that's when I shot my load and I turned it on. <laughs> I always finish at this point in the movie. So well, I don't what was I saying this. before this? <laughs> Siri, the porno. Ah, yes. She she had a good career. She was full-bodied. Siri was tall and thick. and I mean, like, thick. Like She mm. she actually had a little bit of flab, if you will, but giant tits. And But she left the industry because solely because she wanted to have a life with her family again, mm. you know, because they never accepted it. She lied about why she moved out to California and all these things. And I just think there's this misconception about sex workers that they they can be put into a box. I know, I know. This is, it's, you're not focused at all. You just, now, now, Ned Beatty, <laughs> do you just want to give a blow-by-blow, blow, as He's it were? He's down to his tidy whities John Voight's been tied by the neck to a tree <laughs> with an army utility belt. There's a buck knife. Well, that's a fucking crocodile Dundee knife. Yeah. And a double barrel shotgun, which, by the way, they haven't proven there's rounds in it yet. No. Like I would have, I would have tested that long hey, before. Make them shoot it. You get, you get two. Yeah. Like if you really have rounds in there, <laughs> shoot one right now and show me you've got a round God. before you shoot a load of my friend Ned Beatty. <laughs> I want you to just shoot a round into that tree over there. I want to see backup rounds oh. in your fucking pocket. <clears throat> where's Bert? Where's I don't. Oh God! I never remember where Bert's at. I think he's like farther. Oh, let's Uh, pause it. It's a good time to pause it. Okay. Yeah. Now we can eat. Same sex. The thing is, is I mean, once you once you have tidy whities around your thighs, it's very hard to run. Yeah. Oh God! I always just thought it was worse that you know you got John Void over there tied up having to watch. Again, where is where is Bert Reynolds? I gotta give it to Ned Beatty. He's playing hard to get. Oh, all that shit just went oh. right up your bunghole. 
and the the rednecks into it. Like, yeah, I like it when there's leaves and mulch. That's in an you know asshole. that's what's actually making this less terrible, without the audio. Because if you had the audio, it it really, it's worse. He's mm. making him squeal like a pig. There's a little punch there. <laughs> okay, I'm not giving a blow by blow on this. <laughs> you get the feeling that this hillbilly did some time. And like you know, this is the only way he can get off now is is just forced rape on on Ned Beatty. Here's the, here's the real weird thing. Like I know there's a shotgun involved somewhere, although he's he's disappeared. Like I don't even know where the shotgun guy is. But if I'm Ned Beatty, I'm like I'm twice your size. Yeah, that, that's a good question. You little redneck. Like, would you? <clears throat> I don't know. I, if you were put into this situation, <laughs> I would have picked John Void over Ned Beatty. <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, Oh, you mean oh, you mean the other way? <laughs> you mean the other way? I just feel like there would be more fight in you. Like I know that guy's again. The shotgun guy is not here right now. Also, well, the whitey tidies in the seventies were something to behold. I mean, those things are up near his nipples. <laughs> the little guy does have that big knife, although he's not holding it at the moment. This just goes to show this is this movie is probably why the entire South is so gun crazy. They're like, you know, like we know what. Next time we go camping, we're going to take lots of guns with us. <laughs> you know, while I'm at it, we're going to have lots of guns in our hand. You know, we need guns everywhere. And, the, and, the, and you know, oh, those are baked bean teeth. Yeah. That guy's teeth makes fucking Christopher Lloyd's teeth and Dennis the Menace look clean. <laughs> no raping in Dennis the Menace. Yeah, that was devoid of uh, of rape. It's funny watching this scene because I listened to episode one and most of two of our podcast today, and in one of those episodes, I don't remember which, you you described in detail watching Handmaid's Tale with uh, with Ray Fiennes giving yeah. it giving it hard to on a plane on a plane yeah and just I have that on my brain and I just watched a a redneck like wince and and. There's Bert. Shoot a load and Annette Beatty. And so now they're now they're just crossed over. And now forever in my memory, Handmaid's Tale will have involved rape in the woods. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, it's still going on? Okay, yeah, it's over. He's done. He's All done. right. Well, it didn't take that long. No. No. All the buildup, you know. Yeah. There's Ned Beatty. And this shotgun guy's like, well, is it gonna be my turn? <laughs> no, I like kissing. <laughs> This one right here, John Voight, look pretty to me. I'm going to put it in. All right, I was about to make the joke. I'm going to put it in his mouth. <laughs> and then, like, they, they touch on it in uh, Shawshank. Why would anybody, like, in prison settings or this, ever try and do mouth rape? Like, you're just asking to get your dick bit off. Yeah. The fucking crazy dude from... Notice John Voight never drops his pipe until it's slapped out of his mouth. Well, I mean... It's expensive. Oh boy, um, <laughs> is it John Boyd's turn? Is that no, next? No, they. Um, yeah, this is arg- uh, without argument the most we've ever discussed a film, and you have to wonder about where we're at mentally when the most we're discussing a film we've watched on this pod thing of ours <laughs> involves the rape of Ned Beatty. I think next week we should watch all the scenes from Oz that involved uh, uh, rape between. Uh, <laughs> The crazy dude, Tobias, and yeah, Tobias, and and uh, the the guy from State Farm. Yeah, yeah, all the rape scenes between the State Farm guy and Tobias, like, and even the lead up scenes was like, come on, we're going to the shower. I don't need a shower. Where you're gonna need one, like, oh, oh, oh. Ooh, there you go. What happened? I missed it. Bert shot him with the uh, the, 
bow and arrow. You know what, though? He died doing what he loved. Yeah, he went out <laughs> doing what he loved. That's a good point. <laughs> Raping dudes in the forest. And here comes Randy Travis. <laughs> My a- love a- is Asian deeper than holler. <laughs> but that's it. That's the famous scene. Well, at least he dies. It's like hostile. You know, you gotta, th- you gotta think like back. In, I mean, when this movie came out, they certainly had movie r- reviewers and, and critics, but you had less access to that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. So like, you might say it's Friday night. It's me and my husband's movie night. We're gonna go see a movie. I love Burt Reynolds. Deliverance. It sounds like it's good. And I, again, I love Burt Reynolds. Randy Travis is in it. No way. <laughs> My love is the, damn it, Randy. Uh, but you know they go and see this movie, and they know they know pretty early on. They're like, hmm. I'm digging up bones. This is interesting. What's what? What's what is this leading up to? Oh my God, Henry! This is what happened to your cousin. <laughs> yeah. I'm digging up bones. You know the crazy thing? I don't I'm remember what the rest bones. of the plot line is here. You know, now that the Ned Beatty thing's out of the way, I have no recollection of what actually Again, drives the movie forward. This is where forward. you finish. This you is where I'm, <laughs> literally and figuratively. This is always where I finish. I always finish right there at the end there. And that's that's that. But uh, I have a feeling, having never seen it, and this is all I know of the movie, it involves friends on a river trip and rape. I have a feeling that the dude that ran away went and told the sheriff that these Yankees or whatever killed killed old Slim Jim. You know this is entirely filmed in Georgia, right? Yeah. I have a feeling the dude ran away, said that these river dudes killed his best buddy. <laughs> Poor Ned Betty. Like he'd be walking normally. And now the law's coming after him. Or, well, I don't know. Maybe that's how it goes, but I, maybe he would go not reach out to the sheriff per se because well, they'd be I, able to say, Ned Baby's like, these fuckers yeah. raped me and were about and to mouthfuck John Voight. I have proof. <laughs> I mean, most of it ran out, but I. There's damage. <laughs> Rape kit for Ned Beatty. Check, please. <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> it's, like, it's not very me too, but it'll work. Rape, Rape kit for, for Minden for Ned Beatty. Like, oh, all we have to do is post that title with no description. <laughs> and our oh, they watch Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, of course, I, if, it was, if you want to make it topical, you would call it the unchecked rape kit for Ned Beatty because you've seen this how they, they have thousands of these rape kits that no one ever bothers to look at. No, we have this. to be the worst. The worst first world country on earth. Is a woman. This in the news right now. Oh, it's it's been on the news. Okay. Yeah, departments across this country have they just take said rape. You know, here's this woman comes in, and now let's look at this two ways. She's been raped, or she's reporting a rape that wasn't mm. right. But that's all, in you know, irrelevant. She comes in. Doctors put it do the rape kit right. Track all that. Collect evidence. Including DNA, mm. in some in all cases, and they're supposed to, and then they give that over to the authorities, and some of these authorities then take that and store it, and they never test it. Thousands and thousands of backlogged, unchecked rape kits. Mm-hmm. What What are you doing? Well, it's it's think about what the Sharia law. Well, that too, but think about what they're doing. Like, what's the priority? The war on drugs, right? Yeah, fucking garbage. We know that doesn't work. So, whatever time you're taking to bust that or even better I think the dare program would have something else to say about that (laughs) prostitution stings while you're you're out putting together 
you know, sting operations, you could have been testing rape kids. The answer is very easy. There's no money in it. That's a good point. Drugs, prostitution, money. there's money there. Mm-hmm. Not to ma- I mean, forget forget the fact that there's there's the you know, the money in those things. If they you know, uh, sting and seize on a prostitution ring or a drug operation, there's cash involved. Mm. Not just the fact that there's that there, there's mo- there's no money in a police department investigating a rape. Mm. There's no fucking money in it for them. Good point. Sad. It's kind of blowing my mind, but it's true. <laughs> that's 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 the answer to all things. Like that's the only reason there's still a war on drugs. That's the only reason prostitution still there's a fucking dollar in it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you see that video today, by the way? Since we're getting kind of serious all of a sudden, we can always go back to rewatch the Ned Beatty scene if you want. But I just wonder, like, how like it, it's so awkward at this point. He's just saying, like, I just got raped, and my friends are like, I don't think I can high five. That's the that's the uh, the problem with the film. He comes back to a sense of normalcy far too fast. Yeah, like he's not even like shaking. if this was me. Yeah, if this was me, I'm still. Laying down where they found me, shaking to, uncontrollably. Yeah, trying to decide, like, I kind of liked it. What does that mean? <laughs> Look at him right now. He looks like he just, he got bad news, but not that he's just been <laughs> raped in the, in his anus. He's thinking, like, I feel like I should beat off. Like, <laughs> it's usually a two-way street, and we only ever went one way. I don't know. Like, can you guys turn I, around for? I always thought when I got anally raped for the first time, there'd be a reach around. <laughs> Just kind of a courtesy thing, you know. In fairness to him, I was laying flush on the ground. <laughs> hard to grab it. Also, in fairness to him, I did not have an erection. <laughs> kind of getting one now, though. After effects. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, if my dad still listened, he would have quit a while. Ago. <laughs> Oh, hell, Emily said she was driving, or maybe she was working out. I don't remember. She's like, I, I, list, I just kind of randomly chose one. Y'all are definitely talking about some pretty insane shit. <laughs> and I was like, what did you hear? And he's like, yeah, y'all went really in-depth with the uh, cock rings. Yeah, the cock rings stuff. We talked about those last week. Oh, and yeah. I said, when's Jeff's birthday? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good gift. Or fucking Easter's coming We'll give up. it to him at Claremont. Yeah. Like while he's getting a lap dance for some six. Go head into that nice new bathroom they got and shove these things on. Come out and give us a show. Take a quick safe sex. I feel an oncoming. That's Marcos for you. Marcos. Now that we're back, I wanted to talk about something we discussed last week. I know you were you had mentioned the Masters. I was very excited. Yeah. And one of my golfing buddies, we're good friends, but we golf a lot too. He threw it out to a to a group text. We should all choose a golfer, and uh, whoever finishes higher. In the tournament, on the leaderboard, you know, everyone chips in. You win. It was winner take all. Mm. There's five of us. So um, after the pod we had just discussed that day, I said, you know what? Fuck it, Tiger. And sure enough, he won. I heard. So, you know, I made 80 bucks. Carolla, Adam Carolla had a good joke. He said, you know, I've always said that country music was ruined by the fact that guys started caring about how they looked with their shirts off. He said, I have the same feeling about golf. He said, when I think of golf, I think of guys in collared shirts. And you flash forward to now, and everybody's wearing this moisture-wicking shit like they're actually running around breaking a sweat. And well, I don't like it. To be fair, I mean, I get his point. That's for comedy's sake. <laughs> Everyone was kind of giving a little bit of shade to Tiger mm-hmm. because he was wearing a half-mock turtleneck. Yeah. No collared. Yeah. Everyone else had a collared shirt that I saw. 
And the current masters? Yeah. Yeah. Now, there might have been... They, you don't see everyone. There <clears throat> might have been someone else wearing a half turtleneck. Mm-hmm. But the look, honestly, is better. I don't care what you... I don't know. I know you're into clothes. I, I, I like, you know, being functional. And yeah. to me, it looks functional. If you don't want to have a collar, don't have a collar. But it, it's essentially the same. It's just this one's a half turtle or mock turtleneck. Yeah, I, I kind of... I kind of agree with Corolla's joke, just in that, like, I don't like that golf has turned into this neon-colored stretch fabric sport, where it's like, I, like, when I think of golf, I think of the fucking, the autographed Ben Hogan photo I had as a kid that I think my dad gave me because he had, like, wanted at a, a barter auction or something. Right. Um, you know, with the wide-leg pants and the golf hats and the sweaters and the golf shirts. Like, there's a, there's a clothing heritage to golf that is kind of spit on when you see dudes in, like, neon yellow, you know, moisture-wicking, you know, slim-fit trousers. What would you have them? It's like, I mean, nice nice white belt so you don't want them. Hat. You don't want them to, to catch up to the times we live. You want them out there in knickers and, and iron. And I would point you to tennis. Tennis hasn't really changed that much in terms of what they wear when they play. Incorrect. Absolutely incorrect. They're wearing polos and tennis shorts. Yeah, but they're wicker... The, the, the materials oh, they're golf, using, oh, well, the golf we'll, shoes, we'll just blanket or the, the we'll tennis blanket, We'll blanket shoes. it in, in that sense, and just to, the moisture-wicking shit, period, to me, is garbage. Okay. So the, you want them to suffer. Big, you want more big suffer. polyester was like, how can we sell more of our shitty, you know, synthetic fabric? I know, we'll, we'll push the fact that it's moisture-wicking. It's like, what's fucking wrong with cotton? Cotton's natural and breathable. There, there wasn't there wasn't a farmer back in the you know late 1800s like I really wish I had some synthetic plastic material I could wear instead of this breathable cotton fiber <laughs> that would pull the moisture from the inside to the outside because that makes all the difference. By the way, I'm sweating more because this shit doesn't breathe. <laughs> so you want your masters competitors to be in cotton shirts and. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I can see the joke coming because it was Costanza who suggested the Yankees play in cotton, and it didn't work out. But like everybody, everybody in sport likes that moisture wicking shit. It's like you only need the moisture wick because it doesn't fucking breathe because it's literally made out of synthetic plastic fiber. <laughs> if you wore cotton, you wouldn't be nearly as uncomfortable. I didn't know this is where this was going. <laughs> A critique. Well, Ned Beatty's underwear is arguably made out of cotton. It's the one that's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Have you worn a pair of whitey tidies in the last five I years? Briefs. I wear briefs every once in a while. Really? I don't, buy, I don't wear white ones, but I wear them. Um, I rotate boxer them. briefs. No briefs. Really? I don't like boxer briefs. Why? I don't like the feeling of a tight band around the middle of my thigh. It's uncomfortable. Hmm. I sent Le- Leah said she was at uh, Marshalls mm-hmm. doing something. I don't know. Old Navy maybe. I can't remember. But she was like, do you need anything? And I was like, no. And then I was like, yeah, actually, if they have some socks in that, get some socks. And then need some underwear. I was like, it's like as a man, when do you really need new underwear? Like, I have probably yeah. eight, nine, ten pairs. But there's that level of like, well, two of those pairs are iffy at best. Yeah, I have I have six pairs of satin boxers. They're satin? Si- they're silky. And no, I is like it them. the car? Yeah. <laughs> satin. I like them because there's no resistance between the boxer and the pant or short I'm wearing. They always fall. Because that's my biggest frustration with cotton boxers. You're constantly fucking pulling them down because they're just riding up your ass. Right. But I only have six pairs. So if it's a slow laundry week and I run out, it's like, fuck. So I that's when I went and bought some just black Calvin Klein 
you know, briefs. They are the shape of the tidy whitey, but they are they are black instead of white. Okay. And I much prefer those because the the leg opening rides right in your crease between where your thigh meets your ball sack. It, it compartmentalizes everything. <laughs> you know, there was all this pressure in middle and high school, like, oh, you wear briefs, you gay. It's like, well, a lot of things made you quote unquote gay. Right. In but high like, school. there was this whole pressure of like, it's boxers or boxer briefs. If you wear tidy whities or anything similar, you're you're gay or stupid or both or they're all the same. And I just never fucking understood. It's like, it's fucking underwear. You wear it under your clothes. Mm. Unless you're about to get a blowjob, no one's ever going to know about it. Mm. And you know what? If you're wearing briefs and getting a blowjob, guess what? You're neither gay nor stupid. <laughs> you're fucking cool. <laughs> Anyways, I <laughs> and I just have never understood the appeal of the boxer brief because you have this fucking band just squeezing your leg all day. I I don't. I wear it them. And I, I don't have that good. problem. I don't. I don't. Think I don't, it, I don't, I don't think they feel good. Well, we're then we're then in if, disagree mode. But if any, the, if the leg rides up and you have this bunched fabric, so, this will give it for those who listen to the show. You know that some of these stories. But anyways, I I, uh, I said, you know, also, if you get me some underwear, just, you know, basic. She knows I like boxer briefs. She comes back. I don't know the brand. I could look it up. I'm wearing them right now, but it could be weird. <laughs> uh, it's, they're incredibly comfortable. Mm-hmm. These are like that kind of fabric you were saying you hated, whatever this is. Yeah. It's, it's not cotton. It's polyester. Yeah, whatever. It's a nice blend. That's what all, like, that's, that's, that no one advertises it, but anything that's moisture wicking, it's polyester. I don't, nowhere on this does it say moisture wicking. I'm just telling you that they feel pleasant to wear. Yeah. But she comes back, and like, so it was six pairs. Three of the six are just absurd. Mm. Like, the designs, on, like, one of these pairs looks like, I'm not kidding, it looks like the rainbow flag. <laughs> it's hyper colored. Now, well, this here's is definitely marked. So here's, yeah, here's the thing I go to the gym. Right, and you know you've heard my stories about getting in the, taking showers at the gym and having all kinds of shenanigans go on. Sure. Whether it was a micro penis or, he was there again, by the way. And well, he's got arguably, two. Your your rainbow underwear. It it was helps a... helps distract others from the micro penis <laughs> and the man with Down syndrome laughing for no reason. It was Aspergers, but yes. By the way, micro penis man. There was a weird, awkward moment. There were two kids acting out and being stupid in the shower. And they were just being kids, making fart noises and laughing at themselves. As you do. As you do. And then the, I heard a guy come in and say, you all okay? Quit screwing around. You know, I was like, okay, so someone's taking charge in here, you know? This is a serious gym. Yeah. He's saying all this with his tiny dick out. <laughs> yeah, well, I was in the shower, so I, I don't have a visual on this. But I walk out, and there's Micro Penis Man with, they were, he was dressing these two kids uh, Micro penis man, by the way, is a very old white man. Right. The two children were very young, African Americans. This is taking a weird turn. It got. It made me wonder, because <laughs> I was like, I hope that's their adopted father. Otherwise, <laughs> or their big brother. But even then, that's... <laughs> no, no. This guy's in his his late sixties. These were kids underneath the age of eight. These are kids for my apartment complex. <laughs> I told their mom I'd take them out to exercise. <laughs> All right. Well, put your underwear on. <laughs> This is, this is John, he's 11, and this is his brother Timothy, he's 9. <laughs> Both of their dicks are bigger than mine. <laughs> they definitely are. I don't. I didn't see it, I would never look, I'm, this is taking a weird turn, but I'm, 
I'm, when I tell you this man has a micro penis, I'm not exaggerating. I know he touched on it. Well, gross. But I'm telling <laughs> you, like I honestly thought that it, those would be so rare that I would never see one. Like in my perception of a micro penis was like one in five million. Yeah, and it can't be. Because I've seen some extreme. That's the here's the thing about the gym, and I know we we come back to this a lot. The dudes that hang dong are typically younger, mm-hmm. and my younger I put the age range anywhere from twenty to forty five ish, fifty, some fifties. Are they darker skinned for the most? Over tanned, <laughs> overly tanned, you know. And I know they're it's a fake tan. Yeah, and so they they walk around hanging dong because that's what they want to do. What I've noticed is the old men at the club. 70 plus, we'll call it 65. We'll get the social security age. 65 or up. They hang dong and they don't have it. It's like at some age, they just said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not putting a towel on. I'm going to walk to this shower butt naked yeah. with my uncircumcised, like extremely extremely small penis. And I don't care if you judge me. Because I think these guys are like probably fucking loaded. Yeah, the twenty-five-year-old hanging dong over there might make good money, but he's got nothing, you know, in retirement. He's got no savings. He might drive a BMW, but it's all for show. Meanwhile, micro penis over here, probably, probably <laughs> it's a lease. Micro penis over here has got you know seventeen and a half million dollars in a truck in, in a fund, and he just saves every bit of money he makes or whatever he wants to do with it. Yeah. So he just says, fuck it, I don't care if you look at my dong. This dick hasn't worked in 10 years. So yeah. He can only get off if he's on the receiving end, like fucking Ned Beatty. <laughs> That's how you transition when your dick stops working. Well, I guess I'll take well, it in the butt now. It's the prostate. <laughs> Works in the movies. I heard them say milking the prostate once. I don't know that I want to be milked. But at this point, I'd kill for any kind of orgasm. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> This has been a weird, weird episode. <laughs> Last week was weird, too. You know, you asked me if they had any news. I won't say his name. I won't reveal too much about him. But I'm fairly sure we have a new listener, my Instagram buddy. Because we've been sharing porno stuff back and forth. You know, the wonders of the of sm- internet smut. And sort of found some common ground there. And just in... I'm not, I'm, I never push the podcast in front of everybody. Like, yeah. I don't... To me, self If anything, I push away. Right. I've told people, like, you have a podcast? I'm like, oh, no. Right. Like, I don't want anyone's opinion of me if they have one apart from the pod to change because of the podcast. And then I also am just like, I, I think self-promotion is kind of gross. Yeah. But the conversation we were having in text form just kind of naturally segued into it. I was like, well, you should listen to my podcast because, I, you know, based on the conversation we've had over the last few days, I think you might be into it. And he was like, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, and that only that only comes to mind because of all the recent porno and dick talk because that's all we've talked about. Mm. For, I was like, what about this? Did you ever you think see he that? might? You think he might have a crush? No, that's not that. Mm. <laughs> Are you certain? Of that? I love that you're putting this weird spin on something that's not that way at all. But I don't. I, no, I don't think it's. Is it that much of a spin? Based no. on what you've told me. Here's the thing. I would have to. I would have to share too much information on the podcast, which is probably not. I know, which is why I'm being pushing to, the, the to, envelope. I know, you're, you're making. You're making something <laughs> that's not weird, incredibly weird. Not to mention the fact that he he said he was going to listen, and if this is the episode he starts on, he's like, "Well, fuck this. I'm, I'm no longer listening well, or communicating." If, with, if he with starts friends. on this one, so be it. But we. 
much like Rusty Balloon Knot, everyone's going to get it. <laughs> well, what's funny is when we were talking. Also, we... sorry. Um, what's the name of it? Folly Beach. Awful. Just awful. Yeah. But Alan, I did recommend it. Someone on Facebook <laughs> reached out and put a post out there. Not to me personally, just to the interwebs. Yeah. And she said they had a, was it Bachelorette? It was Bachelorette. Yeah. And they asked what should we do, Folly Beach or two other beaches that I haven't heard of in Charleston? I didn't know there was other beaches. Mm. And, of course, I was like, oh, Folly Beach all the way. My <laughs> Uncle Mick loves it there. So sorry, you were saying. Uncle Mick Spears got a house on Folly. <laughs> loves it. It's a timeshare, but. <laughs> I get it two, uh, two Sundays out of the year. It's not bad. <laughs> How many fucking people are you sharing this with? No, but in conversation with my with with this guy on Instagram, I said if you're if you want to listen to the show, like clearly you have an appreciation for filth and dirty humor because that's what our con- conversations have revolved around. I was like, we talk a lot about porno, and you know, there's there's several episodes devoting to eating ass, and like you know, you're you're gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Give it give it a whirl, mm-hmm. and then you know, we talked a little bit more. I said, honestly, you probably need to go back to episode one, just oh, for just for really. Con- well, it's just like. Context and continuity, like WFUCK the BAM starts. Came much later. No, it's episode two. Is it? Yes. I listened to it today. Hmm. WFUCK the BAM started in episode two. Just so I like how in that uh, the WFUCK yeah, WFUCK was me, but it's it can't be anything unless you have your contribution. The BAM. The because <laughs> it's just hollow without it. Right. If we came on, we're like, WFUCK, welcome to tonight's show. You bang. Oh, yeah, in the episode, you say, WFUCK, 97.5, Northern Bergen, New Jersey. <laughs> and there's a quiet moment. I go, the bam. <laughs> and then it was born. But my point to this guy on Instagram was like, you can start listening to episode 58. But, I mean, in fairness, episode 58 is the third reference to Mick Smear. So it's like, you at least got to go back to 56 to understand those jokes. Mm-hmm. And then within the context of 56, you probably have to go back so many for... It was like, even though it's not like we're a fucking serial podcast, there is continuity in context week to week. Can you... A serial podcast, what is that? Like, like cliffhangers. Like, you have to listen to week Because wasn't Serial the podcast about well, Adnan? Yeah, and that's an example of a serial podcast. Mm. But if we were a true serial podcast, the only way you could ever listen and enjoy it is if you started from the beginning. Ah, because you'd be, we'd be on episode fifty nine of a story that had fifty eight. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. No, and I told him, I said, if you, if you, I understand if you don't want to listen to all fifty eight previous episodes, I can give you highlights. Like mm. you know, definitely hit four, definitely hit the ones with uh, Civil War soldiers dying and jerking off in bushes and kills many kills bear many bear. Yeah. Dills take flight is another <laughs> good one. Laugh Man's Sudsy Love Story. You know, there's... Sudsy Love Story. Andy Griffith's Big Old Boner. The docking of... Uh, Yellowbeard's Yellow docking Beard's adventure. Yellowbeard's docking adventure. Like, I, like, I told him, like, I can go through and highlight episodes to listen to, and you might just have to kind of get on board without knowing the continuity of it all. Point being, I think we got a new listener. So... Well, that's good. He's a cool dude. Apart from all the dirty porno talk, we've talked about other shit, too. Nah. He's a normal fella. He's a, he's a normal fella. Uh, you, you mentioned Matt... Oh, yeah. So, oh, should we have said his whole name like that? <laughs> I was looking for the email. Probably shouldn't have done that. His uh, social security number is 555. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
M and P will take that out. Just bleep it. Is there bleep technology that I we don't can? Know. Use? I'm gonna have to institute it when you when uh, yeah. I'll figure something out. Yeah, I think we'll have to to bleep that. So we'll bleep that or something, Matt. M and P. <laughs> I like his. He has two paragraphs, but they're separated by one sentence that says. We have a healthcare system where we all pay a tax every year, so everyone has healthcare and nobody whines about it. It's like fucking fucking a. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think the highlights though, where he talks about couldn't give a shit about American politics really, but Trump comes across as a comical fool. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm already on board at yeah. that point. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the, the the paragraph break is funny. Works well. No one whines about having to pay for it. Yeah, we have a system where we all pay in once a year through taxes. You, Works well, and no one whines about you, it. You liked the um, the, the robe. Yeah, the terry cloth robe. The, the ter- terry toweling robe. Well, I just like in general that what I like on board with Mick Schmier. Was what he? Oh, and I love that he's on board with Mick Schmier. Yeah. Because again, if you're, Rusty, you're listening. Banks yeah. is listening. You fuckers, email. Tell, tell us what. Your version, your, your vision of Mick Schmier. We're going to make this documentary, you guys. M&P, the fact that M&P is on board with Mick Smear tells me we're doing something right. Right. But, and to that point, what I loved uh, beyond just the Terry Tower rope is that he let out with it has to be shot on shaky, grainy <laughs> camera. <laughs> Maybe a part of the story could be that he's being paid by a... <laughs> Paid for by a dodgy, a dodgy payout Mick got for slipping on a banana at a local shop. <laughs> just the idea that he he's got some money from an injury where he threatened to sue. You know, just because we do this one is not going to be as long as usual because I have babysitting commitments. But we'll get back to that. I'll come back to that in a minute. I have babysitting commitments. Mm-hmm. One of my coworkers told me it's not babysitting. It's called being a father. <laughs> like when I was a sixteen-year-old yeah. girl, yeah. I babysat. Yeah. They're not wrong. They're not wrong, but I was like, it's just a term. She's like, yeah, I'm not saying I'm really that bothered by it, but when I hear you tell me like, well, I can't do that because I have to babysit. I'm like, no, you just have to be a father. You have to be a dad. Yeah, it's called being a dad to your child that you helped create. But anyways. You, you didn't say why you had on a hard out. I just assumed it was BJ Knight or something. No, no. It's not that, uh, not that season at the Martin household these days. Not that Saturday of the month yet. Yeah. Uh, but what I loved about when he let out with Mick would maybe the money he got to pay us, the documentarians, right. came from, you know, like he said, a dodgy slip and fall on a banana peel like it's Mario Kart at a local convenience store. I had the thought that kind of sparked me like Mick want a scratch off. <laughs> like he plays them every week. Yeah. And that would be a part of it. Like. We'd film it where he's like, you know, just scratching off while we're asking him questions. He never, he always, fuck, I never win these things. This is a flashback. Because <laughs> if he's paying us with scratch off money, we have to film a flashback. No, I know, but I'm saying like, you know, he never wins these things. He's, Except for that one time I got you guys here. One, I don't know what the dollar figure would be, but Mick winning a scratch off. $8,000. Yeah, something like that. Like a $5,000 yeah. scratch off that he told entirely too many people about. <laughs> And then through these like wild kudzu parties out in the backyard. Yeah, as he as he finishes his sentence, his lesson. Oh, cool! Free ticket. <laughs> the worst scratch off winner is when you hit that number. Yeah. And you're like, oh, because this is every time I, I I don't play them a lot. I really don't. But every time I do, I'm like, oh shit! Okay, I hit a number. Because I I have a technique that I do when I do the scratch offs, and that is, I oh boy. You're really focusing on John Voight struggling with that arrow, huh? I just don't understand why he's struggling so much. 
Never can tell. Um, but what I what? Oh, he shot himself. Yeah, that's right. I remember this. But how the fuck do you shoot yourself with an arrow? I don't know. Maybe he fell into the quiver. Who knows? Um, when I play, I always look for symbols. So rather than scratching off my numbers, you know how a scratch off works. Yeah. Of course, in Australia, they might call them scratchers. I've heard that in England, scratchers. But anyways, I don't scratch off my winning numbers and then scratch off the rest to see mm. if I'm mad. I always scratch off the gameplay numbers first because okay. I'm looking for symbols. Every time I've ever won big on a scratch off, mm. it's the symbols. You know, like if you look at the bottom, it's if you get a cherries, that's instantly 50. Mm-hmm. If you get 10 times, you win every prize, mm-hmm. right? I look for those first because that's the, where the real money is. But, um, and there, you know, I don't, I don't win a lot of these things. But when I do, uh, it's always it's always on a symbol. But I imagine Mick is a heavy, like, daily yeah. scratcher. Yeah. Yeah, he walks in like, give me a pack of palm oils and a... <laughs> Uh, $2 jumbo bucks. <laughs> you got any new games? That's how you know someone's a, like the real addicted yeah. scratchers. You got that Atlanta Falcons game? <laughs> so that was discontinued. Oh. Oh. What's new? You got a, like a Atlanta United game? <laughs> Is there any new sports team? You guys are out of the Dunkin' Donuts coffee back there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mick's helping the store order. That's very true. I helped at the, not to get too off subject, but I helped out at the, the Kroger I go to. I, I like BioLites, as you know. What's up? You really can't get past this film. It's just, oh, I've never seen it, and visually it's like, what the fuck's going on here? BioLite what? Yeah, so I, I like BioLites. I've got one at home. Yeah, they're great. They're wonderful. Not just for recovering from, um, BioLite, please do subscribe. They're getting huge, by the way. But, um, you know. If you guys are looking for a podcast with no listenership to support, we could use a new sponsor. I, I do have the owner's phone number in my phone. By the way, uh, there's new talking points for Adam and Eve commercials that we, I, have, to, I know. we have to record a new commercial. I saw that. Um, but, yeah, they were, all, it was, like, becoming ridiculous. I'd go in and be like, what the fuck? There's, like, six biolites left. Like, because I work in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I know and understand what are called par levels. Like, you order this amount based on the sales you're seeing. Right. You keep that par on on point so that you... In retail, whether it's sh- whether it's uh, groceries or clothes, mm-hmm. you, you want to keep your shelves full. Sure. So you don't want to get to... The, the, the idiot store owner will buy a product and sell it down to nothing and then reorder. Right. That's a problem because you, you, you're you seeing the trend. You're selling the product. Mm-hmm. And when you get down to nothing, you're upsetting your customer base because now yeah. they're going to wait for X amount of time while you put in your order. It's okay, buddy. You take for free today. <laughs> <laughs> All the bulk peanuts you want. You take. Take, take, take. But I went, so this is, I wasn't working. I just know the business. So, mm-hmm. you know, I went up to the store manager who, who they see me a lot. And I was like, hey, uh, the BioLites, man, what's going on with that? Because you've been out now for two days. I'm in here daily trying to buy them. I think you need to up your par levels. And he looked at me with his face with incredulity at first. Mm. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Using our language. Mm. And then he, it, it must have clicked. Because now they have 
hundreds. There's, there's never in the last yeah. six months. There's never been a time yeah. when I've gone into the store and not had Kroger. Yeah, and not had yeah, a problem the, with with BioLite. The Kroger I frequent most often. It, it must be run by a fucking buffoon or a nitwit or both, because there was an end cap in the in the healthy section of this Kroger for for a, forever that had BioLite. Alkaline water mm-hmm. and every kind of fucking Arden's Garden you can picture. Yep, that's how they do it. And it was my go-to spot. I'd grab two BioLites, and the girls like the Oops Arden Garden, mm-hmm. and I and we like the Green Energy Machine. I'd buy healthy shit, and I'd get some BioLites because it's tequila night, and we're gonna feel like shit tomorrow without yep. it. And I go in there one day, and the end cap has been completely replaced with garbage champagne and simply orange. Oh. And I found the nearest worker, and, you know, God bless him, I was an asshole, but, you know. You're not very good to the service industry. I've seen your reactions when you don't get the way you want it to be. Well, I mean, I, I said... Like that time my Big Mac came out before your, your or my Quarter Pounder came out before your Quarter no Pounder. For that. <laughs> no fucking excuse. Your job's not hard. You're making fucking cheeseburgers. And they came, the orders came in in an order. Anyways, I grabbed, I was like, what's up with this? Where's the BioLite in the Arden's Garden? like... Oh, yeah, the manager felt like it wasn't selling often enough, so we just decided to switch to a mimosa station instead. <laughs> I was like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I said, well, where'd you move it to? He's like, oh, we don't have them anymore. I was mm. like, you just got rid of BioLite and Arden's Garden? And he's like, well, yeah, the manager decided to get rid of it. And I said, "You re- like, there's another Kroger three miles from here, and they literally have BioLite in the... In the twelve count boxes, stacked Stacks. like fucking pallets yep. next to where they keep it cold, so they can restock it. And their Arden's Garden is always sold out because people buy that. It's three miles from here. Yeah, like, you know the people who come to this one just don't buy it. And I was like, I don't believe that at all. Nope. And they they kept that dumb mimosa station for like six months, and every time I went there, nothing had moved. You can see fucking dust on the champagne bottle. Mm-hmm. It's like some morons running this store. And they eventually brought back. Uh, BioLite, it's on the um, shelf stable shelves where the Gatorade are. It's not cold, and it's a it's a two uh, two space row that's usually about eight deep. That's all they buy in BioLite. They dropped everything else. <laughs> and the kid that was him was like, "You can send a note to Kroger management and they'll and complain." And that they they do listen to that sometimes. Like, no, no, I'm just gonna go to the other Kroger from now on. Because as it happens, they're also Kroger. They sell the same shit you do, and they're actually paying attention to what people buy instead of making dumb mimosa stations. <laughs> I just texted the uh, the founder of BioLite to congratulate her on the amazing growth. Because Buddies has it. That's recent. By the way, if you were looking to support a podcast in the form of some sort of sponsorship, even if it's free BioLite, I happen to know one. I need to order. I, you know, what we need to do is you need to come in on us. When we order wholesale. <clears throat> yeah. Because if you're spending the money on the BioLites, you might as well take a dollar off of it. We don't buy them that often. We buy them, like, in conjunction with, like, it's date night and we're going to get some No, tequila. I completely understand, but it's shelf-stable. and keep it in the garage. So, like, when me and my old neighbor buy it, we buy 72 at a time. Split 36 and we pay $2 a bottle rather than two ninety nine, or sometimes worse. Yeah. Because, like, the gas station that just picked it up near my house, these fuckers... Three seventy nine, three seventy nine. I know what you paid for it. Uh, yeah. Every time, because I'm the I'm the idiot that sometimes is like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to drive a Kroger. God damn it. That's called a convenience <laughs> fee. 
That extra dollar seventy nine is for the convenience of not going to Kroger. Here's the 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 worst part of this: the Kroger's right across the street, but it's on it's a whole other parking lot. There's a street in the middle. I mean, there's a crosswalk. I could just walk my fat ass. Then I'd be outside. Well, you know where that Kroger There's is. There's no air conditioning it's, outside. The Kroger I know, and the BP. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I could literally just pull out and drive or walk, but yeah. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> I could, but it's just like, fuck. It's all the way across the street. It's 830 in the morning. Fuck, fuck, fuck. 379? I know what you paid for this, you fucking idiots. It's okay, buddy. Tomorrow's $4. <laughs> uh, five out of energy is two for six. <laughs> They're $3 anyway. I know. The fucking Shell station I go to near the house to buy beer sometimes because they have good beer selection. So I, every now and then I'll grab a five-hour energy. Usually like if a pod day is coming up and I know I'm going to need it, I'm like, it's three for six, buddy. I'm like, yeah, it's also one for three. <laughs> Sorry, two for six. It's like, yeah, it's also one for, like, that's not a deal. <laughs> it's like when me and Josh used to do the sideshow and sell silver tongue snake oil and he would pronounce to the crowd, we got a special deal for you tonight. It's one for two or two for five. <laughs> Sounds like, our, sounds like our T-shirts. Yeah, like, well, that's that's that would mean that they're two. We're actually paying more for two. It's like, yeah, that's the joke. That's, that's the joke. That's that's why it's funny. Oh, that guy died. That's sad. I don't know if he's dead. His arm. His arm looks in an unnatural position. His arm's bent funny, and he's. I mean, they are keeping his head above water. I suppose if he was dead, you wouldn't have to. If he was dead, you could just put him in the boat, right? Well, maybe that's why they're keeping him in the water, like keep like preserve his dead body. I, I feel bad for Ned Beatty at this point because he's like. You know his asshole hurts. Oh, and there's river water just it's all pouring up in into it. it. Just all up in it. Like, but like he has, he's being like the workload is on. They're getting ready to sink him with stones. That's, uh, what, that's what's happening. That's right? right, because the the scene when they went over the the, the falls, hit the, his guitar floats up all shattered, mm. and then yeah, he's he's dead. So much for that fun bachelor trip. Ooh, we got an incoming call. If you wanna, Sean Hubbard, Pop said his last name. <laughs> W-F-U-C-K! Bam! On with Nochi! Nochi Sean! Probably calling about work! <laughs> that is fact. Should I call back later? <laughs> well, I mean, like, what do you need? <laughs> uh, I was just uh, asking if you're going to be in the office at all tomorrow morning. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, well, I have a customer pickup scheduled uh, for tomorrow morning. Thinking I would be there, but I'm going to be running to Charleston for the Interco route. And uh, if you're there, if you could help them load, that'd be that'd be sweet. God forbid, God forbid, you guys ever have to sell cheeseburgers. <laughs> he wouldn't know what the fuck to do. He has a lot of people. I love cheese. Oh, it's so delicious. I I hate cheese. I do like pizza though. Who's the customer? <laughs> it's uh, it's a new customer. Something Smokehouse uh, that Nick set up. Uh, what time are they going to be there? Between 8.30 and 10.30. I'll have it pulled. Um, I let Katie know as well. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna... not going to be there at 8.30. They're going to love that well, they're getting plugged on the Ned Beatty, Ned Beatty butt rape scene of our podcast. Oh, yeah. Dales are going to go through the roof now. <laughs> yeah, tonight's movie is Deliverance. Don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Who hasn't? Uh, to be par- Case in point, the Golden Voice had not seen Deliverance until tonight. I've seen it now, and just so we're clear, Gary Sinise is not in it. <laughs> I mean, if you're from Georgia, you've seen Deliverance, I think. So, Like I just said, the Golden Voice had not seen it. I wasn't as eager as you two to see a butt rape scene <laughs> in the My apologies. <laughs> well, 10-4 to that. And, uh, yeah, if I'm not going to be there at 8-30, um, but... 
if I am there, I'll definitely take care of it. Okay. I appreciate it, man. I'll leave the invoice on your desk. Thank you. All right. Well, W-F-E-C-K, the BAM. The BAM. <laughs> Holla. Well, that was an uninspiring phone call. <laughs> yeah, that was something. Yeah, that was something. That guy. Tell you what, he he has been arguing with me about everything. Yeah, he's so. Uh, Maybe he's just mad about the pod shade. Maybe, but he actually reached out and was like, "Hey, I feel like I've been over argumentative. I'm sorry." And I was like, oh, "You're a bitch. Yeah? You don't like cheese. <laughs> well, I mean, we're fine. I know who I'm dealing with here. That's because you're a little bitch. You're not a little bitch, but you are a piece of shit. <laughs> if you guys hate on me like ten or twelve more times, I'm out of here." <laughs> Let's save sex for a moment because mm-hmm. the air has definitely kicked off. Yeah, I've been sweating. I'm going to go fix that. <laughs> yeah, the air is on again. They've made it to the end of the Deliverance River, henceforth known as Butt Rape River. <laughs> Ned Beatty's got like seven kinds of infection. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a story I saw yesterday. There's a, a river in the, somewhere near Savannah in a tributary that they just changed the name of. And I was like, I wonder why it took so long. But the river's name up to this point, like yesterday, was, what was it? Runaway Negro Creek. <laughs> that is not a joke. Runaway Negro Creek. Well, we don't need to say what it was named before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. That's what they amended it that to. Was the, the, that was the common, that was the actual name. What they was shortened to <laughs> was far worse. Now, that, they, they changed its name to that during the Civil Rights Movement. <laughs> Prior to that, much worse. Now, it's been changed to Freedom River, or Freedom Creek. So, that's a thing. Yeah. Well, at least there's no mention of cotton or anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. And this was in the South? <laughs> Savannah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, and that's strange. That's odd. But that being said, I also saw an article where some California county was called Dixie, and the town is trying to vote to amend that. Now, that was interesting, that a, a county in California would have ever landed on Dixie County. Mm. But Maybe some southern carpetbagger moved out there. And <laughs> There's a funny thing, a southern carpetbagger. <laughs> hey, listen, where I'm from, we make these motherfuckers do all the work for us. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, no, we're like. I wonder if anybody listens to this. We're doing like, like avocados and weed out here, man. Like we're not, we're not doing any of that. <clears throat> like if, if if someone listens to this, I'm like these two guys are from Georgia. Does it change any perception of the state? Well, hopefully, it just helps. Uh, we're born and raised. Yeah, in like Georgia. it doesn't get more. Like we're not like. Like, all my friends in high school were transplants, more or less. Like, mm-hmm. my best friend, Mike, his family's originally from Chicago. Yep. And his wife's family actually has Chicago roots. Um, That's my point, though. It's like, they call Atlanta the transplant city. That's why, like, from a sporting standpoint, no one ever gets behind. We don't have, like, the support of, say, the Cubs, yeah. the Chicago Cubs, or the New York Yankees, or the Boston Red Sox, or the Green Bay Packers, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Because... Primarily, those teams, the the core of their support comes from Bostonians, from New Yorkers, mm-hmm. from the teams they are repping. Whereas in Atlanta, no one, not many were born here. Yeah, they moved here because it's a hub for business. Or well, it's true of Los Angeles too. Yes, like I, you know, I 
Because I've quit following all news and even quit listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine, I've gone back to listening to the Adam Carolla show. And he, for years, has always talked about it. He's like, I'm from North Hollywood. Like, I was born in the Valley. Like, not nobody I know can say that. They're yeah. all from somewhere else and moved here to be part of the industry. Um, but, yeah, we're from... It does make you wonder if the perspective of a listener, say, a Matt in Perth or somebody in... Uh, Libya or not New Rusty York Blue or not. No, not RBK. <laughs> He's from here as well. <laughs> and it does make you wonder if the perspective is like, oh, they're not all they're not all backwards hillbillies arguing over whether or not women should get aborted and when you can start marrying children. <laughs> I got mine when she was fifteen. She fought back a little bit. Listen here, I decided I was gonna marry her when she was thirteen, but I had to wait three years. <laughs> Once we got married, I told her she was going to start having babies and I was going to do everything I could to make sure she couldn't abort it. <laughs> Until the third one came and I said, I want that one aborted. Now that she knows how to make my special drink with my favorite kind of bourbon, we're in a good, pretty good place. <laughs> I only have to smack her around once a week or sometimes twice if I'm feeling kind of uppity. This nice colored fella comes around, mows the lawn for me once a week. <laughs> she does all the chores. I just sit here and count my money. I like my steaks well done. <laughs> Another Mick Schmear, by the way. I thought about that. Mick Schmear, when he goes out to like... Mick Schmear's big... I'm sorry it always comes back. <laughs> but when Mick, like when Mick Schmear comes... When he when his big night out to treat himself, I always think of it like a Chili's or an Applebee's. You know, like that's Mick's big night out. Oh, Charlie's. Oh, Charlie's because of the rolls. <laughs> he likes the rolls with the cinnamon well, butter. You well, know, you know, most places they do mozzarella sticks on the appetizer menu. Oh, Charlie's does a Monterey Jack cheese triangle. <laughs> it's much better. Mick, regular order? Yes, sir. I'd like the onion strings and that steak well done. <laughs> Side of ketchup. You guys do, still doing that cookie brownie a la mode? <laughs> Can I get it without the ice cream? No Allah or mode. <laughs> Matter of fact, are they pre-baked? <laughs> well, I was just going to say I prefer... Let me get the uh, potatoes all gratin. Extra aug. Hold that gratin. <laughs> <laughs> I see that the salmon comes with a broccoli salad. You know what? I don't want either one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I don't want either one of those. That sounds terrible. Does your salmon have the skin on it? You mean the scales? Yeah, skin. I think I think Mick is also like that guy that buys the chicken in a can. Have you yeah. seen that awfulness? <laughs> no. It's fu- it's a whole fucking chicken in a can. It's got to be one of the most awful things you've ever seen when they open the can. And pour out a chicken. <laughs> like, here's the thing. I don't know how much chicken in a can costs. I imagine it's probably anywhere from 4 to $5. This chicken here is wishing it could go back in the cage. <laughs> Fuck cage free. This chicken would love to live in a cage. What's my point? It's like, living in a fucking I, I don't, can. I'm, I'm going to, that's my, my, my new research will be to find out how much chicken in a can costs. But if it's $5 <laughs> and I can walk right over there mm-hmm. and buy a rotisserie chicken for five ninety nine. Yeah. I'm gonna be a little upset at people that buy chicken in a can. Yeah. Chicken in a can. Ugh. <laughs> is is it 
pre-cooked, like yeah, the sausages? It, yeah, yeah, it's cooked. But it's slimy. Is and there bones? It's a fucking whole chicken. It's like they take they cook the chicken, this, this put it like in a some, can. This sounds like it's either some weird foreign people shit or some weird like Louisiana shit. I, Louisiana people would never touch chicken in a can. They'd never do it. Some somebody. Some of them might have done it. There's a kid playing the banjo in this movie. Granted, he's not from Louisiana. He probably loved chicken in a can. They'd eat it, but I don't think they would like tell anybody about it. You can dump it. You can dump it on a plate and then cover it in spaghettios. Why is Ned Beatty smiling? Also, how is he sitting down at the dinner table? Well, it's been a while. I'm sure he's. It's been a day. That dude. I mean, that guy was little. There's the chances are he he was rocking a little wiener. <laughs> like we're trying to make it seem like he's okay because it was just a little wiener. <laughs> It's in your ass. I mean, come on. Well, you know, Definitely talked more about deli- I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. Well, it's like Halloween. Like, oh, this is putrid. Well, we should have, we should have, I should have been you during the rape scene. Yeah. Oh, this is pre- Oh, no, Austin. <laughs> oh, no, Austin. This is, oh, this is pute. This is fat. I know I told you off, but I did watch the first Halloween that Mike Myers, uh, that, yeah. that Rob Zombie did. Pretty it's much, entertaining. It's much better. I mean, it's much better is relative, but, uh, you know, I like how you saw more of the kid's story. Well, the first Halloween he made is a remake of Halloween. The second was him saying, fuck it, I'm going to make my own movie with Michael Myers at the center of it. Yeah. And he just made a Rob Zombie movie about Michael Myers. Still used that giant, though, in the first one. Yeah, same same dude played both. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, and on that note, I told you the, the Danny McBride at Halloween. I need to see that. It was really good. It's on yeah. the voodoo. Okay. If you want to watch it. Is that uh, what was the premise there? It was uh, the Danny McBride Halloween was as, as if nothing, as it, none of the other films right. Have been made. It, the Danny McBride Halloween is as though the first Halloween happened, and then forty, yeah, forty years passed, and the set, and then his movie is the next stage and all that. Okay, Michael's an old man breaks out of the mental asylum and goes, goes to try and kill his sister again, Jamie who's now Lee a Curtis. woman in her sixties. Yeah, would you it's, bang Jamie Lee Curtis right now? I'd have to see a photo because the last thing I saw. Well, she does the short white hair thing. Oh no! You I mean, in Trading Places, absolutely. Yeah, that was like thirty years ago. I don't know because I just have I would keep picturing the Activia commercials. <laughs> Mary fuck kill. We'll end on this. <laughs> Mary fuck kill. Ned Beatty. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, John Voight. <laughs> Go. Well, I mean. I, I gotta give it to Ned Beatty for getting fucked. He's pretty resilient. <laughs> that, that matters. <laughs> if you're on the fucking end. Yeah. Uh, based on this movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry John Voight because he seems like he's the one with his shit together. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably fuck Burt Reynolds because he's the best looking of the three. Okay. And who fucking needs Ned Beatty? Yeah. I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry Burt. Because it's Burt fucking Reynolds, man. Okay. The story's alone. I just feel like you're going to marry him and he's going to divorce you in two months because he found somebody else to marry. That's and you're gonna be probably fine. And John Voight's going to be like, you should have married me, motherfucker. Man, but I fucked you. <laughs> so you're killing Ned Beatty, too? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's there to talk about with Ned Beatty? You want to call Sean back real quick and ask him this Mary fuck kill? Because he knows the movie. Good. <laughs> we can end with that. 
I'll do that. Because yeah. I can tell you this right now, if we call Banks, he's only going to know one of these characters. Banks wouldn't know shit. He'll know Burt Reynolds, but he ain't going to know this movie. WFUCK! Bam! Got a quick MFK for you to wrap up tonight's show. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Mary Fuck Kill, Burt Reynolds, John Voight, or Ned Beatty? Otherwise known as the main three from Deliverance. <laughs> wow. I mean, I should have saw that coming, I guess. <laughs> well? Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, I mean, probably gonna have to... Uh, Oh, wow, that's tough. <laughs> no, it's no, not. It's not. It's not tough. <laughs> I would go ahead and um, and marry. Uh, I'd marry Bird. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such a looker. <laughs> well, not and, uh, He's dead now. I'd kill the chubby guy that uh, was winking. I, I don't. I don't know the other two guys that well by name. John so. Voight. Well, John Voight's the other guy. The the fourth guy dies. John Voight's the one that lives. John Voight, Angelina Jolie's dad, the guy from Anaconda. Oh Jesus, John Voight. Yeah. See, there goes some some name ignorance for me again. That's twice yeah. that Mr. Movie Man doesn't know who like very serious actors are. So you fu- you're fucking John Voight, huh? Uh, no, I'm killing him. Kill him. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna fuck you're gonna Ned fuck Ned Beatty like oh. in the movie? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's primed and ready. <laughs> yeah, he's ready and willing. Oh boy, I did not see that curveball coming. I I definitely was with you on marrying Bert. Well, the real curveball here is nobody mentioned. If you choose Ned Beatty for the fuck, you come with a hillbilly with a shotgun, <laughs> and you have to do it by force. <laughs> Uh, I, could pro- I I don't think I can pull that off. <laughs> it's not my nature. Oh boy! All right. Actually, while he's here, I want to tell you, I offered to buy. I was like, if I buy your lunch, but you have to eat a cheeseburger. And he's like, no. He won't do it. Even if I buy the cheese, it's like ridiculous. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't want to eat it. I don't want it for free. <laughs> That's for damn sure. If you had to eat a cheeseburger to live, you'd eat it. Right? Well, clearly, yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure there was a, a logical line in the sand here. I'd eat a cheeseburger for $5. Really? Yeah, probably. So if well, I. Well, let's, let's make it 10 No, no, no. You started. You, you, you kind of lowballed yourself. So you're saying if I put $5 on the table and. You, and, I, we, and a we, classic we, McDouble. Which no, is no. A dollar yeah. Well, he won't eat at McDonald's because he's got standards. <laughs> Plus, the Burger King Kids Club might find <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> So if I put five dollars on the table, we won't, not even a Whopper, just whatever the smallest cheeseburger they have at at, at Burger King. I guess a it's children's menu a children's menu cheeseburger. You'll eat it for five dollars. I would, yes. All right, yeah, we're definitely going. And I wouldn't enjoy it, but no, I'd do. I'll videotape the whole thing. I'm more than happy. To, to lose five dollars to ask see him it. To put an extra slice of cheese on it. Yeah, yeah. I want two slices. Yeah, of I'll or, I'll order the burger. Ten dollars. Yeah. Extra yeah. cheese, ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> five dollars a slice. <laughs> Dude, I'll lose twenty on this bet. Can I have four four slices Can of I cheese have on that? Smallest burger patty with twenty <laughs> slices of American on top. Ridiculous. Oh, all here's right. Your, here's your burger and grilled cheese and a hundred dollars. We'll be safe on the travels, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Later, guys. 
I cut him off there. He's always wondering why I cut people off. I don't say bye on the phone. You don't. I've gotten used to it. I, I just, what's the point? It's like, goodbye? Think about the, like, the English line. Oh, I, oh see Cheerio. You. Can we do the pod tomorrow? Yeah, man, cool. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm going to see you fucking tomorrow. Now, if I die, that's sad. <laughs> but I don't think you're going to be like, he never said goodbye. His last words to me were, yeah, okay. <laughs> His last words were, can we take a safe sex break? <laughs> Anyways. His last words were, all right, I got to do it. I got diarrhea. <laughs> I said bye, and I just heard a dog. <laughs> well, he heard a phone call. Lee calls me. We're in, the, we're in a van together for work, and, you know, we have a very you know, husband-wife conversation that was like, what are we doing for dinner? Do you need me to stop and get anything? The standard, mm-hmm. you know? And then she was like, oh, I love you. And I was like, all right, bye. All right. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't say it like, I don't, I, I heard the I love you, but I don't need to repeat it, you know? Necessarily. <laughs> should I? Maybe. That was Sean on the car. Right, but it was just like, <laughs> all right, I love you. And I was like, all right, see you soon. Click. She, he's like, whoa, like, you don't. You don't say I love you back? You don't love your wife? You don't love your wife, bro? And I was like, Sean, please, come on. Get married first before you have these conversations. <laughs> Listen, you start eating cheese on sandwiches. <laughs> I'll start saying I love you to my marry wife. a woman. <laughs> maybe I'll tell my wife I love her like on our anniversary, all right? Until then, leave me the fuck alone. Well, we'll wrap it up with that. I hope you've not been too turned off by the... What's going to be a crazy deliverance episode. We haven't obviously been able to hear it, so I don't know the context of it, but given how much back end there is to them finally getting off the river, I have a feeling that like they're being investigated for the murder of the mountain hillbilly mm. reapers. And their friend. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's worth watching when you can have sound, but uh, for the listeners, again, as we always do, apologies. This has <laughs> just been a, a shit show from the start. We didn't get our jalapeno ranch... When the pizza came, I think it threw a curveball. Yeah. And the wet napkin of a delivery boy that we've seen two <laughs> two weeks in a row now who has no future in front of him. I don't know what he's going to be doing in 10 years. But that guy... It's not stand-up comedy. No, and it's... <laughs> I Frankly, I, it's it's a fast food. It's, it's something in fast food. How did you make it this far in life? Well, <laughs> when I was 22, I was delivering pizzas for Marcos. <laughs> I feel like that could be Mick Schmear's kid that he doesn't know about. Oh, I was going to say, I like the idea of Mick Schmear having, like, an adult son that, that can't stand him. <laughs> like, picture... Uh, all he missed every birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen the show The New Girl with Zoe Deschanel? Uh-uh. There's a guy on that show. His name's Nick something. He's in that movie with Damon Wayans' son, uh, Let's Be Cops. Mm. Like, I could picture him being, like, a just a disgruntled adult son of Mick Schmier. What is this here? It's the, he's having nightmares about the body rising. Oh. Yeah, I like the idea of an adult son of Mick Schmier that just can't fucking stand his ass. <laughs> and then Mick, like, when Mick gets hammered drunk on Fireball and Coors Light, <laughs> he makes, like, sporadic phone calls to the son. He's like, I love you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's like, stop calling here. <laughs> He's drinking cherry Jim Beam. <laughs> That's good too. These are the little details we said we have to start ironing out. Like, what's Mick's go to? Like, you never see him open it, but whenever like whenever <laughs> you see his fridge open, you see Zima's in there. You never see him drinking one, but it's obviously. 
And like the question remains, like, are those new Zemas or are those like from when Zima was still around? <laughs> oh boy, Cherry Jim Beam. He's got he's got a silverware drawer that's silverware, and then right next to it, it's just filled with little mini Margaritavilles. <laughs> He got a deal on him. He goes to the liquor store so many times they cut him a deal at 50 cents a piece. You see it open and he's like, oh, you will see something else. And then he opens a cabinet and when he opens it, they all fall out. Like this whole bin of cabinetry is devoted to Margaritaville minis. Why do you buy minis, Mick? I like to keep track. I like to know what I'm drinking. I had to, we've talked about the idea that on our minds Johnny Depp is Mick Smear in the documentary. It's never going to happen. I like the idea of Johnny Depp also being Rodney Tahoe. <laughs> and just using, you know, camera tricks to have them on screen together like when someone plays twins. <laughs> Rodney Tahoe. Like an Andy Kaufman and uh, uh, what, was, what was the insult comic he played? Tony Clifton. Yeah. Two, one after two characters. Anywho, I have to run out, so we have to wrap this up. Yeah, you gotta go I have to go, have to go be a father, apparently. <laughs> so, WFUCK! Bam! 97.5! Stay tuned for Traffic and Weather. We got sports coming next with Skip Madabber. We just heard from non listener no cheesy Sean. <laughs> Here comes some Sean Day. Sean's fucking name Benny. Here comes.